0: me call a dog
1: my oh we got I represent the out
2: there this is spotlight the official podcast of grapple i'm better
1: i'm
3: joe and i'm jp hey
2: guys it's been a while how's it going
3: not too bad not as lively a weekend as what you had but um, I, I don't know if it pissed it down as much in uh, Oberhausen normally does compared to what it did
0: here did it rain
3: yeah it pissed it down at several points uh, over oh, the weekend
0: I don't even
2: remember
3: yeah I, I, but yeah overall it was alright watched too much WWE shit for my fucking time but oh. there you go
2: that's it. Got a busy weekend. It's a of happy, night. To catch up on. Like I got, as you mentioned, I went out to, to Germany. I managed to get AEW in on the flight over. I got some SmackDown in while I was uh, while I was there. The highlights version, no, not the full show. I was kind of happy that I got through uh, the main stuff, uh, despite having three shows a day in, in somewhat rainy Oberhausen.
3: Oh, you did well. How many so? How many shows have you? more or less watched over the last week.
2: Fuck me, I don't even want to count. Um, yeah, th- at least, well, two a day for WXW, plus the Thursday night. Uh, I suppose one on the Friday. Plus the, uh, yeah, all the AEW and SmackDown stuff. Plus I managed to get Joker in it th- today as well. I managed to go see a, a daytime show and a the uh The showcase near me it had been upgraded, some new seats, I was very impressed. Uh, nice, to get that what would you
0: make of it? Uh,
2: it's funny, I walked out thinking it was, I thought it was fine. I, I like the... Main performance. I like the aesthetic of it. And then I listened to the Slash film cast today. Listened to them pull it apart. Um as have as lacking depth and all the different criticisms mm. I've heard, heard about it I've heard I, it's kind of like it's one of those films where I think the bad reviews like that are actually making people go out I've heard reports of the uh the Odeon in Liverpool uh I think it sold out last night and the night before um people couldn't uh, couldn't get in for tickets uh but yeah it seems like everyone's got like an extreme take whereas I'm kind of in the middle I think there was lots to like about it uh, I can see why why people have problems though where, where'd you go with the joe as a uh, being the uh, the media expert you are well, and JP
0: second, but JP's not seeing it until Thursday. Uh, so I'm getting paid to see it,
3: actually. I'm taking students.
0: Oh, yeah. I might be joining for a second viewing as well. I'm going to decide whether <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that or maybe uh, do some marking. With, yeah. Was yours with students as well, Joe? No. Say it again. Was yours with students as well? No, I saw it on, I saw it on Saturday with my girlfriend, uh, mm. Fiverr. I can't complain. The view around here, Fiverr of film, so a tenner for both of us good good evening actually good bit of dinner yeah. afterwards as well mm. lovely <laughs> stuff <laughs> not the
3: Frankie and Benny's no then. fuck
0: that oh, <laughs> Frankie and Benny's is fucking awful
3: that view cinema is right next to the Kassam Stadium and
0: it's fucking bleak round there Frank, that's it, why it's a fiver of film it's on yeah. the. It's basically on the edge of a council mm. estate it's like a council estate behind it you've got the Oxford Stadium which is the worst stadium known to man because it's three stands
1: huh. then mm. you've
0: got a cinema that's a fiver of films so you go a sn- Snooker all in there as well, which is <laughs> one of the most testosterone-driven, redundant drinking hours I've ever been in, in my life. Alpha maleism is not dead in that place, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, some of my former students told me that they once put. Um, <laughs> put Gary Glitter "Wanna Be in My Gang" on <laughs> in a snook- in the snooker club just to watch the reaction of the locals, and apparently they fucking loved it.
1: Could
0: have either way though. Could have started they, yeah, with some Them didn't they? They filmed these people dancing to "Wanna Be in My Gang." I was mm-hmm. like, this. And they put it on twice in a row, and apparently the second time I saw, they were like, "Oh, again!" And yeah, so you know, you know what you're getting <laughs> in a snooker club, but. Yeah, um, tells What's you what the, sort of uh, what... students I'm teaching as well. <laughs> students have a similar sense of humor to mine sometimes. You are?
2: Did you say there's a Frankie and Benny's there as well? Oh, you're not a fan of the yeah. uh, the local Frankie and Benny's? It's a, oh, an, a nice microwaved oh, oh. Italian grub. Two meals for oh. a an tenner or whatever they do. No, not a fan?
0: Mate, I went there last Christmas. So sometimes I do like a meal with some of the second year students, like mm. a Christmas. And I gave him a choice of restaurants, and Frankie and Benny's won by one vote. And I was kind of <laughs> banging my head in on my hand, just like, ah, really awful. One of the worst burgers I've ever had in my life. Like it was double the price of a Weatherspoon's burger, mm-hmm. and I'll take a Spoons burger any day. And that's a low standard of burger. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'd rather have had three McDonald's, which would have come to the same price fortunately i wasn't paying it was coming out of the budget that we had left over but the meal was bleak it was depressing the bun you know when the bun has been <laughs> defrosted and yeah like it's still a like, bit wet no no well, no it just hasn't been defrosted properly and it's been in the freezer for so long that the kind of bit of bread like the skin on the top starts kind of like peeling off
3: yeah and it's all
0: hard that was exactly what it was like. I think there were about nine chips on my plate as well. Absolute fucking jokers in there. And I think that I looked at the price of it, 16 quid. Absolute
2: fucking rip off. Yeah, it's not cheap, <laughs> unless you get like a particular like voucher or, or a deal. I used to be the expert with that because it was the only restaurant near my old work. That's why we'd go. we go at Christmas mainly so we could just sing some pints at lunchtime right in front of the boss and have them uh, have them not say anything. But yeah, any other time, it's uh, it's definitely a no-go for me especially with the well, of those burgers.
3: It might end up on the rise because it's not going to be a pizza express anymore. They, Is they're not. Yeah. They're going into receivership.
0: Oh, you're joking. You get a good voucher. There you well, true, but again. My girlfriend has just been to one tonight. Fiverr for a pizza and a salad.
3: That's probably why they're going into yeah. receivership, isn't it? <laughs> the deals that I would get as a student where it's like 40% off and you're like, yeah, all right. Get in. I'll do that. Um, yeah, they've gone on a receipt ship, so it might be the time. It's it's Frankie and Benny's time to shine.
0: Mm. Sounds like Benno, when he was going out there with the workmates, was reenacting that scene in Peep Show where Johnson takes everyone down to Frankie <laughs> and Benny because he's feeling a bit ecstatic in the office. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you remember that episode? Oh, oh yeah. No, I think I've rewatched Pe- Peep Show like five different times. Um, I think the last time I rewatched it was like this time last year. It, it, it always deserves a rewatch, though.
0: Mate, I'm on the rewatch at the moment. Watched The well, Wedding last night. Great episode. My
3: eldest has been asking to watch it. He's basically seen all of the kind of, pretty much the great comedies of, of recent years. He's got a good taste for it, but he does really want to watch Peep Show. Only issue is, there's going to be a lot of stuff that generally goes over his head. Like what? Well, if you think about it, like, it's, it's the most adult of comedies. And I don't mean that in any kind of rude way. It's like a lot of the humour results from being of an age. Of like early twenties <laughs> at the very least, and for him, you know, he's not going to get the stuff.
0: Like, what's the who's who's in the first series? Jenkins on Churchill. He's not going to have a clue about that. He, is
3: he isn't about wanting to sit in and have a night just watching Judge John Dean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in his pants. <laughs> in his pants.
3: Yeah. And Jez is a party, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's feeling ill and talking about Taggart as well and, and they like the new ones yeah
3: <laughs> yeah or oh, when he marries the american woman nancy nancy that's great when he yeah when he marries i mean how am i gonna you know the bit where they're having experimental sex and i'll just leave for
0: everyone to have a look, look he's almost 15 mate. <laughs> that's true come on yeah you, reminds
2: me a bit too close to home that jp experimental sex episode though
3: no comment
0: <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing at 15 yeah that's a fair point
1: yeah, yeah. come on
3: yeah it's come hard on. to argue all right i'll I'll get started with it i mean he'll love it he goes through this stuff a ridiculous pace mm. and like, he walked out of the hell in the cell main event he didn't want any part of that shy but there we go we'll get on to that in a bit
0: <laughs> can i just go back to the joker for a second oh, oh yeah sorry um <laughs> Yeah, my take isn't as extreme. Mm. I enjoyed it. I think it was probably similar to you, Benno, Mm. but it's a flawed film. Mm. And I won't won't spoil it in case people haven't seen it, but one of the pleasures I got from the film was basically going, oh, they've taken that shot from Taxi Driver. Oh, they've taken that narrative strand from The King of Comedy. Mm. Oh, they've taken that bit from Death Wish. Oh, it's the French connection. If you like your 70s New York Mm. cinema, which I do, you can see a lot in there. Yeah. And what I'll say is I hate and despise the MCU with a great passion and fire. In the same way, that I kind of despise WWE. And I, I equate a lot of MCU fans to WWE in many ways Oof. in terms of that like hardcore fandom. And I loved, absolutely loved how this was a film that was completely self-contained to one city one area, and didn't have to have this global epic scope where, like, the UN were involved and they were doing great <laughs> things for the globe. And you've got this technology designer who suddenly has this green bloke who turns up who he's made <laughs> of and a guy who wears this costume from, like, medieval fucking times. He's got a hammer and they're just having a great bit of banter together and a right old laugh. I, like, I was so relieved and it was just quite visceral, quite nasty at times. And all of this shit in American cinemas, what they've put outside, like, this is not a normal comic book movie. It's like, yeah, you're just helping the film. You're just giving it more notoriety by doing that, but also completely overreacting. Like, the Joker is basically an incel in the film. Yeah. But at the same time, those incels have been doing shit for years. Is there going to be copycat crimes? Maybe, but i think it's a bit of an over-the-top reaction it's a bit of a moral panic if you ask yes
2: american media feel like they're begging for it like they'll be made up if it happens like they're all sitting outside they're all camped outside the cinemas just waiting for some incel to turn up what
0: i'll say though is i loved scorsese's comments as well about how he doesn't get the mcu because it's just a theme park ride and it's not real cinema get in marty (laughs) keep making those comments like I love all these MCU <laughs> fans who are kicking off at him. I've seen comments like, "What does this Martin Scorsese guy know about cinema?" Like, come on, <laughs> like come the fuck. <laughs> I did realise that that's like was saying, the "What does song. Giant Barbar know about wrestling?" <laughs> yeah, have yeah. you not seen this
3: shit? I haven't seen any of it at all. Oh, well, I've great. kind of been avoiding, like to a degree, because I haven't seen it. I'm going to see it on Thursday, hmm. so I'm I'm kind I'm avoiding stuff, which is a problem when I go onto YouTube, one of the things that first comes up is the Joker review by Mark Commode, which will be the, probably one of the, like you with the slash film podcast, it'll be Mm. one of the first things I go to once I've seen it. And, you know, I'll treat it that way, but I've, I have a good idea of what happens without knowing what happens. I've kind of got an an idea in my head of which direction it goes in, but watching it, like even the trailer and I had students analyzing it. It was like very close. I found myself having to tell them about taxi driver. Yeah, and, I had to my and stuff it. like that as well, and 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 sort of, you know because it wears its references very heavy on it. But to be honest, having seen like what the DC output has been so far, and I'm much more of a M. MC- I've I've seen all of those MCU films, but then I've sons who've grown up with it in the same mm-hmm. way that generation grew up with Harry Potter. It's just like something that's just been in their lives since since they're kids, and as a result, I. have Kind of happily watched it with them, but without any real kind of investment mm. in them. So, this one at least is different. Yeah. And I've been wanting superhero films to go in interesting directions for a long time. I've just time. wanted
0: superhero films to fuck off. <laughs> I get the appeal. I get...
3: They're not, though, I they? get,
0: like, what you're saying about your sons growing up. Yeah, I yeah. completely get it. What I found over the years, though, teaching young people mm. is that when I first started teaching, I'd have these great conversations with students about films and cinema from, like, way back and, like, from different countries and we could have all sorts of conversations and watch all different types of films, and they were very open-minded. Whereas in the last few years, it's like the only films they go and see at the cinema now are big MCU-style films or big Mm. franchise fare because it's kind of made the cinema into much more of an event. And I get that's probably a price thing as well, Mm. to some degree. Whereas you don't get students who are studying the subjects we teach going to see like... I don't know, something at the art house cinema like you might have when I was at college or at uni and I find that is a real shame Mm -hmm. because it's saturated the market so much that it's killed what else is out there. It's kind of like WWE just being this horrible dominant force and no one ever watching anything else outside of WWE Mm -hmm. in many ways. So I've been fighting a losing battle for years trying to get students to experiment whichever stuff and it's paying off this year. I've got a great group this year up for anything. The auteur (laughs) study we did on Scorsese on Friday and the Kubrick won the week before. Cracking
2: stuff.
3: We need to get Beno in. Like, it sounds like you you wouldn't mind joining in one of these classes, would you, Benno?
2: I'd join in. I, I, I imagine you're both being very good teachers as well. So you know, sounds like good luck. Basically, not that,
3: me, mate. I'm hanging on by a thread. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, I would say that, mate.
2: That's, schools open though, listeners of the podcast, they're getting all that. There are Marvel yeah. fans who are shaking their fist at the at the headphones right now who aren't happy. Joe, uh, I wish I could defend them because I'm not I'm not a Marvel guy either, unfortunately. And I kind of agree with everything you're saying. Hence why I'd be front row for this lesson.
3: We're going to add, add it on the roasts, fry-ups.
2: <laughs> yeah. i got oh, a no, lot no. of that in I Germany. Watched,
0: I went to see the first Avengers film with the cinema. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that was the on Avengers
2: a good. Sunday. Oh, no. The first Avengers film's good. The first Guardians is good as well. As far as those it. kind of films go. Oh, Guardians? Uh, I didn't mind that. It was all right. Batista's very I,
0: good. I got, I got its appeal. The The Avengers, I, I get the appeal. I hated it though. Me and yeah. my mate Dan, you know Dan, yeah. we both went and we both we both fell asleep <laughs> and we weren't hungover. We were pretty, feeling pretty fresh. We were feeling quite excited for it as well, and we yeah, please we weren't.
2: <laughs> well, so, yeah, send your complaints to Joe somehow if you can find them. Uh, not me and JP. I got lot, I got lots of people in Germany defending the roast dinner, Joe. I got lots, I got nobody defending big tone. Lots of uh, lots of people. Uh, I think that. People can't mention Tony Khan anymore without dogs being brought up. I think that's your doing as well. So you've given the world some things as well as taken away. Well, I feel
0: like my world view is uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of out there and is, uh, you know, paying a bit of influence in the most minor way possible. You know, but whatever, I'll take it. Oh, Rose Rebellion hilarious. got underway eventually.
2: <laughs> it's starting one by one. Uh, somebody somebody told me out there. I'll be like a I remember who it was, though. Yeah, I could imagine Joe being the Joker. Uh, face Fucking painted hell, I'm, I'm all right, you know. Like <laughs> shooting up a Toby Carvery, not possible, no?
0: I'm not going to get on some sort of, like, murderous <laughs> rampage. and I'm not falling into a vat of uh, poison or whatever it is he falls into. He doesn't in this one, does he? But uh, No,
3: in the, the Tim Burton
0: one. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's a film that doesn't hold up over
0: time. I don't think I'd be very Nicholson as Joker. I don't think I'd be a very good Joker. I think I'd just be an angry Joker. <laughs> you would be <laughs>
2: <laughs> different take on the character at all.
3: Maybe it'd be, it'd be certainly better than Jared Leto. I'd go as far as to say that. More
0: Caesar Romero. <laughs> <laughs> go go back to the '60s. Still
3: still better than the Jared Leto version. I'd
0: well, Suicide Squad's another fucking story. Jesus Christ,
2: <laughs> that's a bad film. I've just not just. Is. Logged onto the Grapple YouTube, by the way, JP, and uh, yeah, the first first suggestion is the Joker review by Mark Commode. So and, uh, and the second suggestion is a uh, stuttering Island attack problems off the ball. Something tells me you might have been logged into the Grapple again.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yep, might might yep, might be a typhoon affecting that the, uh, the show game with Samoa on Saturday, which would knock them out. All oh, right, so uh, I I wouldn't be happy. Is this
0: World Cup still going on? It's got about another month
3: to go. Oh, oh for for fuck, <laughs> it's.
0: We have got quarterfinals,
3: semis. We have still got the last round and a bit. Oh, of Group game
0: for my sake. Ireland aren't there,
3: so to hear about it. <laughs> well, you won't because my interest. I'll just stop watching at that point. Out, yeah. I'm just uh, childish spite.
0: The Ireland of twenty ones. I know they're your other great passion. Support them all the way. Thursday. Well.
3: Thursday they are on at uh, sold out Tala. Italy under twenty one at home for that. And all I'll say is if you've see, seen the Brighton highlights, we've we've you know Aaron Connolly as well in the mix. So, like I said, Euro 2024. It's there, it's on. And you can keep your Jaden Sanchos and the likes. You know, Aaron Connolly, Troy Parrott, they're the men. Cool. Yeah, yep. I've killed off this show quickly, haven't I? But I've got Tory Parrott in for another <laughs> week. So
0: it's Tory Parrott? It's because you've got your Tory sports and your blood mind,
3: go. isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, he isn't a, a Tory, I'd pretty much say.
1: Well said Tory title.
0: Parrott. I said Troy parent You said Tory. You
3: slipped. No, I didn't. Mm. It wasn't Freudian either. It was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, where, where do we go from here? Yeah. Was the wrestling to talk about? I can't remember. What were we going to talk well, about? Well, you
3: should You should tell us about, first of all, that trip. How was and this time around? Did you cope without us?
2: You know what? It wasn't the same without you, lads. It really wasn't. And the amount oh, of... Oh, I said this to you off air. The amount of people who asked me where you were, JP, and with Devas, like the likes of uh, MT and... Lots of the the English and Irish were very sad that you weren't there. Uh, Joe, I had lots of people doing impressions oh. of you, but you'd be glad to know nobody asked me where you were. I think the, I think like, I think your uh, your reputation <laughs> procedure now as being the uh, not the social bloodifier The JP is
0: that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's very, that. very
3: very much Joe. No, but, you, um, you're both. Hello to nice. everyone who went. I, I mean, it would have been a. Would have been a great time, but oh. my god, this is this is our busy season at the oh, moment. So definitely. it's like completely into that. Mm. But didn't you, didn't rain at all. Was it good weather?
2: No, it rained. It rained quite a, a fair bit. It was basically the same as back here. Um, I was going to say though, yeah, Joe, you were definitely there in spirit because I got a lot of um, Tony Khan jokes and the like that I mentioned earlier throughout the weekend and yeah. And I, although I did miss you lads. Got to spend a lot of time with the with the likes of the the Ogdens, who are always good value. Uh, Will the uh, Will was around a lot. Um, Alan, cheap shot. I spoke to quite a bit. Uh, got to speak to um, Ian and Jen of uh, of Bad Body Drop Fame. I spent a bit of time mm. at the shows with Jamesy. It's always a good kind of like social kind of a, a occasion. If anything, and it's just yeah. It, it is like it. It. I was trying to like describe this to someone when I got home. It is the worst place probably in Germany. Like Oberhausen, has <laughs> got nothing going for it. But I still kind of enjoy being there because I'm. I don't know. It's the it's going to the Turban and Halle, it's kind of that little culture of going to the shitty McDonald's outside. There's even something to be said for going to the crappy towns. Like I, I, had a, I flew in through, I'm going to mention, I'll go through the matches and stuff later on when we get to our review sections. But like I went, I flew out via Cologne and home by Eindhoven, so I saw a bit of the world. Only paid £20 each way for my flight, that was pretty good. Saw a, there was a burger burrito I took a photo of in Cologne that was yeah. there. quite the sight. Uh, I did actually do some cultural absolutely. stuff Did it have baked beans in it? It did, it did. It was a disgrace. I didn't get it because of the cheese. Uh, I couldn't work out the gym for, I'm a stupid uh, English person who doesn't like cheese. So couldn't order one, but I took a picture for everybody. Saw lots of good sights there. Wandered into Essen. And you know what, JP? You gave Essen oh. a lot of grief on our live podcast last, that we did uh, in Germany last time. This time I went yeah. through Essen Central. You know what? A lot nicer. Um, Maybe really. Maybe maybe, you know more akin to to, similar to Oberhausen than than a Dusseldorf or a Cologne, which are both very pretty cities that I've been able to uh, wander on these trips. But you know what, JP? I give them, I give them, uh, give them some credit. There were a lot of football fans there. They were all wearing red. I couldn't work out what team it was. Is there a local team to Essen? Um,
0: There is Essen. Yeah, Essen have got like an old reputation from like sort of Mm -hmm. seventies. I'm assuming Cologne. Yeah, line wear red.
2: Hmm, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was, but I saw a lot of their, their fans about it. Kind of made for a for a fun little trip being stuck on a train with a, with all of them. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I uh, got went to Eindhoven on the way home. That was a bit more of a miserable city. Got sheltered up by a bus driver uh, and sheltered <laughs> up by a woman in a in a uh, in a coffee shop. Not that kind of coffee shop though. Uh, Not the friendliest (laughs) place. And I also went, because you guys weren't there, uh, mainly JP, uh, to father me like you did last year when I uh, managed to lose my laptop and my bank card. Uh, I almost wound up in Belgium uh, on the wrong bus. On the right bus, but it's when it stopped in Eindhoven. It didn't look very Eindhoven-y to me, so I almost didn't get off the bus. That would have been a fun story. Uh, But I saw plenty of the world, so it was fun. And you weren't robbed? I wasn't robbed, and I didn't see any men walking around in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu hoodies, unfortunately. if I did, though, <laughs> I would have used like my bowl at, at the bowling we did on the Friday. Uh, myself, Alan Cheapshot, and Snowboy were uh, teamed up against the Workhorsemen and Dominic Guarini. And I was thinking that if I, did, if I spot anyone with a greasy jiu-jitsu hoodie, imagine this as a team to, to come and find them and sort them out.
3: Oh, I'd have done that. I'd so, say, boys, we're going out for a few cheeky beers, take them off to the Golden Bar. few cheeky beers, A few eh? cheeky beers. Um, and then... <laughs> And then let's, we'll walk around for the evening, around Oberhausen, and as soon as we find them, fuck me, I'm setting Garini on them <laughs> and then letting J.D. Drake work on them afterwards. Oh. Anthony Henry can finish him off. But, yeah, we, we'd, we'd have written that. We'd have fucking owned that town. <laughs> He's the quite the the day, man. Under my control. I'd be like man- Gary it, right? Hart.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like the manager, yeah, in the background. I'd be managing them, yeah. <laughs> I think that'll get, work. Getting the
0: perks. I'd love to see you as their manager. <laughs> I'd love to see you as anyone's manager. I'll mm. do it. I'm, I'm more than game for it. Progress. If they want to rebuild, get you <laughs> in as a manager, as so be stable.
3: <laughs> I don't think I could talk publicly. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I think you could. Uh, mm. yeah, think okay. I'll keep that.
3: Yeah, I'm up for it if anyone to fucking try, it'll die on its ass. But I've warned you in advance. So you've got you've got the right voice
2: hide. for it, JP. Like you're a, a couple of people noted to me, your booming voice was missed from the uh, the press stuff that we did over the couple of days, which was very good this year. We had some good interviews. Um, oh but, yeah. yeah, that could work. That could work. Yeah, we. I mean, it'll all surface on YouTube at some point, but yeah, we had a really good uh, chat with the, uh, with a, with the uh, your mate Dennis Tas, uh, Tass uh, Tasseloy mm-hmm. uh, of of WXW going through the uh, they were they were they were more open this time to answering like the I suppose the harder questions. Like I asked about uh, what's going on with Lucky Kid because his bucket in WXW has been pretty terrible. Will asked a couple of uh, NXT UK-based questions um, about scheduling and, and that type of thing. Uh, that was very good. But it, was, it wasn't the same without uh, with Avenue there, uh, quizzing, uh, quizzing Walter as you did last year.
3: Yeah, that was with And my voice was absolutely dying on its ass as well during that it's, one. And I think I had about three hours sleep because we'd been after at the after, after party. The
2: after par- I didn't do the after party this time. Couldn't be bothered. Ah. I, I was, I was, a lot of people were struck that There was like, this was the cursed weekend, like wrestlers cancelling. The lights went to ambition at one point. Uh, a lot of people were falling, falling down sick. Um, I wasn't too good the Friday, Saturday, so I wasn't drinking too much. But yeah, I didn't do the after party sadly. But again, wouldn't have been the same without you. But I did do the bar. Yeah. I did see the meat vendor machine again, JP. The, uh, the 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 weird vendor machine in the middle of the street that's filled with breakfast and curry sauce. Yeah. Um, the odd I, we didn't just dream it. We weren't just drunk last year. It, it did actually exist. It was a real thing. Jesus. Did you get
0: any vice beer in?
2: I had a few. I had a few of good beers. We went to it. You know, we should go, and we'd recommend to everybody to go. There's a brew house right opposite Centro, and we've walked past it a million times. Actually, went in there with the Ogdens and Alan Cheapshot, and it was great. Had a really good fest beer in there. Uh, it looks like they brew they brew their own stuff, and they had a good a good menu of stuff. That was a proper in place, not like all of these McDonald's trips that you always end up wound up doing or like I yeah. even, to get a break from that. I went to the local netto quite a bit to get like a, I could get a, I could get a coffee for 50 cents and I could get like this weird, sausage roll looking thing that had a bit I think it had like a curry sauce in it for like 25 cents the Ogden's were made Jesus. up because you could buy beer for I think it was 30 cents that Andy Ogden was Mate, buying Mate is that, that not too cheap? Net- is that not
3: in the too cheap as you know, in whoa
2: You know what Neto got a bad reputation in the UK I don't know what it was but it was kind of a joke you'd make as a kid you know, when, uh, when you, your ma shops at Netto, it was a big thing in, uh, Liverpool, or Mate, in Liverpool. Quick
0: Quicksave at... was worse.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Netto had a much <laughs> yeah. worse reputation in I know Quicksave had the no frills stuff, but Netto in general was very no frills. I, I feel like they got bullied out of town because there are no Nettos in this country anymore, either. Uh, no, not for a long
0: so. time. Oh, actually, is there one in Wolverhampton? I don't know when I was thinking of
3: it. there got was
1: going to be the one, one
0: that's, where the, that's where it'd be. I've got a feeling I've, I've driven past one in Wolverhampton. Are there before. any netto stores in the UK? JP's looking up the Neto stores in the UK. I'm <laughs> sure I've seen one in Wolverhampton. It, it is the says apart.
3: was a discount. Ah, oh, here we go. 2016. Yep, it's gone. Now, it was bought sure sure. out by... Yeah, basically by
0: Sainsbury's. I'm sure I've seen, like, the outsider one in Wolverhampton. It must have been closed, but I'm sure I've driven that past it. That sounds very Wolverhampton, doesn't Will it? Will
2: Cooling can confirm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone knows where there's a local netto, let me know, because I, uh, I would love to head back there. But, yeah, it was a fun trip. But, again, not the same without you guys.
3: Oh, thank you. Well, hopefully we'll be able to make it along to... Uh, you thoughtless prick. Um, before we make it along, hopefully, to Carrot. <laughs> That'll be interesting. I did a few announcements for it. Yeah. Trip back. I want to go to this Vice beer place as well. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Definitely. But I'm yep. slightly annoyed that, that we it would have taken the fourth time of visiting there
0: to actually go there.
2: It would absolutely make Joe's beer corner. Um I, I can I promise you that. You will uh, you will get something you like there. But like I say, we'll talk to you. I won't be going, mate, so <laughs> <but I'm, laughs> Oh never coming back, Joe i've never say
0: never but not for yeah. a while
2: oh, shame well we'll go through the uh, the matches and stuff for the weekend later on when we get to our reviews but i had a good time i'd make it i'd make the trip again i had a good weekend all in all um but before we get into all that stuff we've got plenty of uh, other reviews to get to plenty of wrestling news to get to uh, i don't know where you want to start guys Do you want to start with master p buying into house of glory wrestling Do you want to start with william regal starting fights with everyone riddle goldberg where do we go first
0: why is William Regal starting to fight to people? I thought he's usually like quite amicable and nice and so weird, said isn't it? that he doesn't like confrontation and yeah. all the rest of it.
2: He was kicking off at Ben Old, wasn't he, in Southside, uh, saying if he, people, if he wants the real reason he can come down to. Is he offering him a fistfight? I'm pretty sure that's what he was offering. It sounded like he'd had one too many um, brandies on his uh, flight over to the UK for those. He's tea not he? Oh, is he? Oh, right. Yeah, because an alcoholic. Uh, well, perhaps he's back on it something had got into his system anyway and he decided <laughs> to offer out a fight with Ben Old, and then today offering out a fight with the Knight family of all people, uh, I don't think that's a good They're idea Kill him. <laughs> 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 to be fair, no. I don't think he offered a fight, I think he more just said if you want to know why uh, you're banned from nxt uk or however you were today um you might want to look at your your facebook post which in which uh one of the knights was uh essentially uh offering uh offering regal out for a fight uh gotta love it now, hopefully this what? is the uh this is maybe the uh the, the script for fighting with my family too i'd watch it
3: they've gone in an interesting new direction haven't they with this with uh with with Roy, now, Roy Knight calling look, out if Regal. it means
0: page getting the sack and then doing what we all wanted to do <laughs> signing on the dotted line with a company i won't name look
2: i'll take it do I need to say any more? <laughs> I don't think so. No. no. I, I, it's funny, like Regal's, like got... I don't know. Like, I, did you? See-
0: and that same company, sorry, did a great tweet about WWE not being <laughs> able to be logical storylines the other day, which was fantastic. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> more power him. to them. Regal's kind of the face of this. Uh, he gets away with it, doesn't he? Because he's so... He's so beloved as this, you know, British wrestling legend that's got that big list of uh, great matches um, over time. Yeah, definitely, you can definitely name more than five great regal matches. Um, <laughs> he kind of gets, Ooh. he's like the the friendly face of the uh, of the WWE invasion. It really, doesn't uh, doesn't get enough abuse uh, for my liking, uh, regal either. I saw him do like a video about NXT being on on uh, on USA. And it was like he was all choked up because it was such an emotional moment for him. Uh, definitely dig that video because to me it's just hilarious him um, being the, uh, being a lovey prick.
0: What? They did a video at NXT UK?
2: Of NXT uh, US. NXT mm-hmm. US. Oh. oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Apparently cool. it was a big moment for him personally that the uh, that they, they, they built it for this long and they finally made it and now they're on TV and it's not just because it's a counter move to AEW. Yeah, it's
3: completely coincidental. Like, pretty much everything else they've ever done it's you know coincidental when they you know launched the uh, nxt uk brand in the first place you know it, it's coincidental that you know when they wanted to do the Cruiseweight classic it was with the express intention of wanting to sign
0: you know coincidentally when current. they had an overrun as well and coincidentally yeah. all, the, all the adverts were you know backlogged into the um final hour and a half of that nxt mm-hmm. broadcast on wednesday as well.
3: well i mean it's just a coincidence they wanted to sign talent and, and run places like cardiff <laughs> you know it's just all a massive Fucking coincidence.
0: I think honestly I think Regal has been got to a bit, because I think he realises mm. that NXT UK is utter shit, mm. and he's possibly done, apart from getting some guys some contracts, he's possibly done a bit more damage to the British scene Yeah, with this, and he kind of pushed for this for years, and he's kind of the face of this brand, and he must know it's shit. He must know it's shit. Although he did think that Katie Ray-Tony Storm match, which I did never see, but I heard was shit, was it like was a shit. classic, didn't he? It so. Did, yeah. It,
2: uh, match we'll be talking about for years yeah like, I don't know I think a lot of like the I don't know if, can you put the blandness of NXT UK down to like it's someone somebody's out there going whether it's him or it's you know the other people backstage who apparently think that Ilya Dragunov fits in Gallus or think that Gallus in general are, uh, are people worth featuring like I'm going to talk about the WXW match stuff later but Walter wasn't on this WXW weekender because he had to do a pull apart ball. With Gallus, Gallus, who have got a member Member in Ilya Dragunov. Um, to quote the Ogdens, "Who the fuck are Gallus?" That was a song that got <laughs> off uh, quite well at WXW this weekend, uh, in the style of Roy, Ch- Roy Chubby Brown. Uh, maybe it's all, maybe it's all <gasps> built in his image. Maybe he's to blame for that too. That's,
3: I mean, completely baffled. I, I, I saw the chant they did. I can't wait to hear. They were chant, were they chanting it at at um Dragunov? during um, Tag Festival. They were, yeah. They were, yeah. Uh, oh, because, because he joined Absolute.
2: Gallus over the weekend at NXT UK. Uh, yeah. God, uh,
0: them tapings looked fucking
2: awful, didn't they? They did. Dave Mastiff against Jordan Devlin. There's the
0: rivalry I've always <laughs> wanted to see. Little did I know it.
2: It's like the book of Dave me. Mastiff, like it's 10 years ago. And it's like when he was all right in PCW and, and the like. Uh, yeah. But you're a bit late for that one, lads.
3: It is. It, it's just... Looking at it, looking at what the venue looks like, it's nothing looks special about it at all. And uh, they got Tom Phillips on commentary now. Who cares? I know. It <laughs> doesn't make any difference. He sounds you, you basically know, the same. There's as only Big one judging.
0: man who should be on commentary there, and that's our boy Glenn. And you know, to Glenn, Glenn, what the fuck is this product, mate. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: Pretty much Brent, but- yeah.
2: Brentwood. <laughs> I mean, yeah. jack, come on jack stars beat saxon Do you not want to see that
0: and i saw joseph connor's apparently take oh,
2: over ready he beat roy johnson if that's it, if that doesn't oh. say take over ready what does
0: and you'll be seeing roy johnson this weekend won't you oh, for so, fuck's
2: sake! i know i haven't even got ticket chest i'm not uh i'm not looking to that one
0: you're a vip mate
2: <laughs> i'll see what i can do but no Um. (laughs) it would be like Meltzer at PWG mate that's what it'll be
3: turning around at you doing people doing five stars
0: shouting grapple
2: (laughs) yeah
3: exactly Uh, there'll be more somebody do the grapple driver as well in your honour uh, see that would
2: be that'll be that'll be in uh, in honor, not mine. Uh, no, I did, that's actually, true. I, I, I was wondering around the smart's work UK, in your
3: middle name, Benno. That's what they'll do. <laughs> uh,
2: so you, so basically though, you're not you're not excited to see these NXT UK um, TVs as they come out. You're not excited for. Uh, uh, for I've K-2. never seen one. <laughs> no. uh,
3: uh, I, I I see it. I read the spoilers and I go oh, won't be that there. And then it leaves my head. Mm. Like, within a week, I'll be able to tell you what happened. we will have an absolute clue what's going on storyline-wise. At some point in the future, whenever it is, coincidentally, probably, I don't know, AEW
2: announced a show over it. They'll have a takeover that same weekend. What a magic coincidence <laughs> that'll that. He- they'll headline it with Gallus versus the fake ring Camp, and wonder why no one uh, rushes up <laughs> to see it. Uh, it is a dirty word. Um, oh, you're not more excited than about what we mentioned before? Master P buying out House of Glory? Maybe that's going to be the great hope for wrestling? No.
3: I'm curious. It'll be a disaster, obviously.
0: Perhaps that's that WCW money that he just banked years ago, and it's been in like some like interest based account. <laughs> <and the> interest <laughs> in an ice. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I can finally get into the wrestling business, an owner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Slept in an ISA for 20 years. Do you reckon Big Swall's gonna gave, make a gave comeback. it to amazing red? You know, I reckon he'll get him. Big Think Swole. about it, probably got him in back in the day. House of Glory is based in New York. Who else is based in New York? Russo.
3: Oh, that sounds kind of like a Russo-ish style thing, couldn't yeah. it? He could he could be doing that. But
2: isn't yeah, House of it's House of Glory. It's House it? of Glory, not? not Ring of Didn't he run Ring of Glory, Russo? It's I know that Ring was of his own program. Yeah. wasn't it for that. Yeah.
0: But oh, I, I thought House of Glory was the one that Amazing Red yeah, yeah, It is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. based
2: out of New York. Yeah. Is there
3: not a whole religious vibe to it as well? No, that's it's House of
2: Glory. That's Ring of Glory, like, Russo's company.
3: Mm, that oh, word glory makes me kind of think to myself, that's all.
0: Religious wrestling? Yeah. The there's thing's a, about the farvi- furthest thing
2: from being fucking religious. I've heard lots of shows that go on. There was so one
0: I'm with
2: DiBiase. Yeah, yeah, DiBiase was over one with, like, I'm sure Sting was on it. Uh, and it was basically, I think the show ended with a big promo, but all great God was. Uh, there you go, you could do well, that.
0: Well, I suppose Ted DiBiase knows how to sin when he wants to, doesn't he? So, <laughs> you know, he's not exactly a clean sort of bloke. Rumours you hear about that bloke, but yeah. So maybe he does need to, you know, confess all his sins like he's in a Scorsese film or something, I don't know. <laughs>
3: I just got to thinking of it one time and again we've got no uh, it's not even really related to wrestling so I remember thinking of like a promotion you can have called like 2PW just problematic pro wrestling and you go completely <sighs> the other way and you just hire just the most loathsome people you can think of
0: I'm up for booking that
3: <laughs> Buck, Buck Zoom off as a commissioner
0: Rob Black as the booker <laughs>
3: yeah
1: <laughs> There's a really
3: bad thing I was thinking as well that they would do with a 10 belt salute to just like pictures of like people who've done horrific things. Like
2: who? <laughs> Benoit. Yeah. Oh, mate. You have too to bring far. in his for that. That's too far. too, That's far. too far. Can you bring yeah, in Benoit's son at least? His really creepy, very Chris Benoit looking son. Oh I done nothing. still learning to wrestle? Apparently. He turns up, doesn't he? At AWWB events and gets creepy posos stuff with other wrestlers. It's it's not his fault that he looks exactly like his dad, no. but it's fucking creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's
3: yeah. It's God, we're twelve years removed from that. Are we two thousand
0: seven? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You've gone a long way from promoting Eve and how great <laughs> they are for progression <laughs> progress in society and wrestling on here, haven't you, mate? Oh.
2: Remember that when we were British wrestling spotlight, Joe? And we all pretend to be like British wrestling. Good days, then. Uh, yeah. I did for a bit. I would never like to be, you. Never will. <laughs>
1: oh,
3: there we go. So, yeah, House of Glory, Master P. If you get... Sw- well, I was checking on uh, Wikipedia, Swalls retired.
1: Oh.
2: So, uh,
3: yeah. That he, was my big hope. Actually, speaking of which, he's converted to Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Not Sorry. really surprising. Conan them. was in there. Hell of a stable, the um, No Limits side. Oh, the ad-
2: Brad Armstrong in there? He's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a good he's,
3: wrestler though. He's yeah, what's dead. he called in the
2: B A? Was he in, uh, in the, BA, in the Chase Chase Tatum. Was he in the uh, No Limits He's dead.
3: Uh, died in two thousand and eight. Conan and Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray without
2: the mask. Yeah.
3: Right, Ray, Ray without the mask. Uh, Swoll, four by four. Four by who four. Who was? Yeah, I don't know. Six foot three, 400 pounds. I'm going to have to look and see. Who was Chase Tate?
0: Like.
3: I, t- I don't even know. Like, this was just a...
0: Was he like Reese in the flock? Here he is. He looks quite Jeez, big. that's an
2: oversized polo
0: he's wearing there, isn't it? Yeah. His Wikipedia pick.
3: He doesn't he's look very
2: No Limit Soldier. He looks like... He looks a bit like Absolute Andy.
0: Big jacked up dude.
3: He looks yeah. like he's on a
2: golf course or something in his Wikipedia pick.
0: He looks a bit like um, a less cool version of Herc from The
2: Wire in that <laughs> He does, he does. Or <laughs> like uh, a young Scott Steiner. We're, Sorry, no, no one can see what we're looking at. <laughs> we're Just looking Google
3: at the pictures
0: everyone. <laughs> this isn't a visual medium. What are we doing?
3: We're well, um, that's a picture of what 4x4 four four looks like. It's not a
0: great picture. He looks like Tiny
3: Iron. I'll, I'll, he does look like Tiny Iron. Lads, like, too I'll, big.
2: I'll, I'll put them in the profile, in the uh, in the show image. Everyone, everyone will be able to see it. It'll be fine.
3: Yeah, he's got... um. Yeah, this, my God. Oh, that There's remar- one here with him walking behind... Um, who is it? Uh, Stevie Ray. God.
2: That- WCW. This this does remind me, I've the meant to send this over the weekend. Joe, has anybody sent you the image of the new Defend indie wrestling t-shirt? Yeah. Fuck me. Go away. I was hoping to send it over. It It says something like uh, 50 fans or 50,000 fans. Support your I'm going to make another
0: Scorsese comparison. Throughout the man's films, you just see lots of... uh, sort of iconography and um, kind of um, sort of imagery that sort of reflects his Catholic guilt. And I feel like uh, Regal and them Defend Indie Wrestling lads are showing their independent and British wrestling-based guilt with their moves in the last couple of weeks. It's almost the equivalent. And that shirt, or to that hoodie or whatever it was, was the absolute nadir. Of showing the guilt and kind of the, I don't know, the way that they're sort of trying to hang on to having this indie cred in some way. Rather than coming across like the worst sort of corporate sellouts who have not managed their kind of transition into corporate wrestling very well at all.
2: 100%. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It reads. It's like the most. Gotten to t-shirt you'll ever see. It might as well just say "Gotten to" in big letters. It's like a big picture. If anyone's not seen, it, it's a big picture of like a silhouette of Pete Dunn. And then yeah, fifty fans or fifty thousand support your local scene. Like one no show with Pete Dunn on it's doing fifty thousand fans. Um, at least not an independent one. Maybe if he t- appears on the WrestleMania at some point, that might happen. Uh, but so he's going to draw the house. Of course he is, of course he is. But it, it's clearly just a, a pure... Saying that, he did the rumble, so I don't know how many thousand fans would have that rumble, but it's purely just a gotten to reaction to people saying that they're not defending indie wrestling anymore and that... Their criticism of David Star is uh, is un- unwarranted because they've basically sold out. Which which basically they have. Let's just admit it, lads. Just run with it. It's fine. You you it was a t shirt brand and it didn't work out. It it, it didn't work out to be true. Um, but you got yourselves a couple of good mark deals. So why complain? Do
0: you know what I hope happens to those t shirts? Go. On. The first thing I'd like to see happen is I'd like to see Tony Khan gets a load of them in a discount sale and just <laughs> wanks his dogs off onto the T-shirt and just get a load of dog spunk all over them because that's all they're worth. And then what happens is the rest that are left over, there's a little documentary piece where Pete Dunne, Eddie Dennis, and Mark Andrews go to like a pulping factory like Alan Partridge does at the end of Series 2 when his book gets pulped <laughs> and they watch their T-shirts just get destroyed as they're on their way out. Oh. I, I just get such joy out of that a bit of schadenfreude
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was going to say if it if, yeah <laughs> someone yeah. wants to do with mock-up, a mock-up Shote, I met him at the weekend wants to do a mock-up of uh, a dog cum cum full covered t-shirt no, nah, t-shirts aren't do
0: cum it. rags where <laughs> is that bloody defense stuff cum rag dog cum rag, cum rag. Uh, geez
1: sorry uh, <laughs> brilliant
2: Oh, last oh, last newsy thing before we move on. I did mention uh, Riddle and Goldberg. You looking forward to the fight, the match, eventually? Yes. I want to,
0: yeah. But go on, JP. Yeah,
2: but it
0: won't happen. <laughs> That's yeah, probably they go, what
2: they're they going very real sports on on SmackDown, bringing in you know making... Mm. the the they're going and we're going to talk about it in a bit, but they're going very real sports in like aesthetic in bringing in real sportsmen. Um, some of which we'll oh, yeah. talk about later, but the actual. Wrestling is still WWE bullshit wrestling. If you want to go the whole hog and impress the Fox execs, Riddle Goldberg, throw that on a SmackDown. Make
0: some money. Uh, My my fear is they won't promote it properly and people will be like, Who's this Riddle? And they won't get him over before the fight and they'll just throw Riddle in and he'll end up being a sacrificial lamb for Goldberg. Mm. That's my fear. Mm. When realistically, I'd have him on TV for 46 weeks. Using a, a knee strike, submissions, a jackhammer and a spear, mm. week by week to finish people off, getting him over and then building to the Goldberg fighter like a WrestleMania or something. Yeah. But I don't think they've got the patience. they go going through
3: undefeated on the roll.
0: Look, they've not got the ability to write storylines like Brazzers can write in this day and age. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. Brazzers uh, <laughs> tweeted at them,
2: didn't they?
0: Yeah. They did. Yeah. Uh, th- they'll fuck it. They'll absolutely fuck it. Mm.
3: Yeah. They will do. It's just, that's the thing. I have no faith in them being able to do what would be a story that kind of writes itself and would get someone over massively, someone new. But um, it's all right. They've got sledgehammers and shit they can use instead. Haven't they? <laughs> do you want to talk Different about kind of that? Lights. Yeah. We're, yeah.
0: <laughs> all you can say for Matt Riddle is he's exactly the same when talking to Goldberg as he is down back alleys in Blackpool talking to me and JP. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the man.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. people it haven't is. seen it. That's the What was it called? Goldberg it was some documentary they put on WB24. But chronicle. It was a, was chronicle, it? that's it. But it was literally exactly the same as how he described the meeting was. And he was Riddle the whole way through. And it felt like Goldberg was either working towards a match or just generally pissed off. And Riddle was just more Matt Riddle in his face. Gotta love it.
0: I've got a theory that this is Heyman. Mm. Because I think Heyman must see potential in Riddle. Mm. He's got and Heyman here. does... Heyman does all the Goldberg stuff, doesn't he? And works closely with him. So I wonder if this is Heyman building a a feud sort of over a long period of time, trying to build some internet buzz, trying to get these little clips out there sort of to build up the match that Mm. does eventually hopefully happen. And if Heyman's, you know, maybe booking the feud Mm. and it's involving Goldberg, it gives me a little bit more hope. But in a way, I like to think that this is just off the cuff Mm. and Goldberg's genuinely pissed off.
3: It does make it funnier the mm. idea of him being pissed off as opposed to it being scripted. Just this, because he's always been a guy who got the idea of he's always taking himself too seriously. Oh, look at
2: it? the Jericho thing; same thing, is yeah. Jericho talked his way into a match with him, and it happened on a Nitro, not a pay per view. And he spe- didn't even get a match; did he? he? Speared him in the aisle, and that was that was the That's equivalent it. of a match that we got. Uh, let's hope he's learned a bit since then. And uh, him really is in his ear to that degree, because uh, I want to see it. And it, even and- you no, know, even if it happens on a Saudi blood money show, I think I'd watch it.
0: No, I don't want it on there. Fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck that. Isn't that nah, isn't nah. that where
2: they're going? Aren't they doing one of the uh, the big matches there? Aren't they doing? Are um, like, doing two of them. Bloody hell!
0: Yeah. and they are doing Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman there? Aren't they as well? Is that like, where this, Sal- I didn't this that. Saudi stuff kills everything? Mm. Absolutely everything. Mm. You got two WrestleMania matches there potentially. And you've killed them both within the month you kind of build them as matches.
3: But putting them on the Saudi show means you can just take all the money out of the Saudi money and then hopefully get the TV buzz. That's clearly what what they're doing. It's just that it's going to be in front of an audience that is at best dead. Mm. Like there really isn't going to be anything to it. So there's not going to be any kind of, you know, any kind of emotion or atmosphere. Because they're going to be going, well, who's Kane Velasquez? Unless they're big UFC fans, is isn't going to be something... In 2010. Yeah, exactly. You know, this isn't stuff they're going to be pick up. I mean, you know, as an angle and as a storyline, well, I'll save it for when we're talking well,
2: about... We you can talk Smackdown. about it now if you want. Do you want to cut to it? Oh, now? yeah. So I watched that show. Shit. <laughs> this is SmackDown for Friday.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: I've watched far too much WWE. <laughs> I've watched probably the most WWE yeah. I've had to watch since probably around Mania time, I would have thought. Mm. And I need a good break from it because it's been horrible. <laughs> I watched most of SmackDown. I watched that Rock segment, awful. Baron Corbin, oh. just fuck oh, off. The Rock Terrible. is 20 minutes until a fucking match. The, the Rock. saw Vince come out and say,
1: Welcome <laughs> to
0: SmackDown, <laughs> live, and... You know my biggest problem? No one says SmackDown. They say SmackDown Live, SmackDown Live. That would be like saying Arsenal are facing Manchester United in the Barclays Premier League this weekend. Yeah. Like Who says that? Yeah. It's their verbiage, isn't it? Or imagine if, I don't know, let's say um, Unai Emery came on <laughs> and was like, I can't wait. To face Manchester United at this moment in time in the Barclays Premier League on Saturday at three pm.
3: Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly.
2: And like no one talks like that because well, Vince tells them what to say. Well, that's the thing. Like they, they change so many like aesthetic things about the show. You got a new stage. The cameras look different because like they've got like, it's almost, I don't, know, I don't know what the technical term would be, but it's like the frame rate seem seem different. They mm. do all these things. They bring in the real sports people. They try and give it a, a sports edge through that. But the actual content of the product is still the same. Same type of matches, same bullshit promos, same at man's in the intro.
3: Yep, absolutely. I, I say watched it. I had it on. I skipped through certain portions of it. There was bits that I won't like. I enjoyed the ladder match. It
0: was, it was all right great. for what it was. For what it? it was. They fucking raced through it. They Classic didn't. shame.
3: It really was. Like when they were brawling in the aisle when he came out, I mean, I just started laughing at that point as well. Mm. But as a show, just the thing about it was, I mean, this is them at their best. Basically, this is as good as they're going to do. Was this good? No, that's the point. But they're like thinking, you know, we're going to throw all this stuff out out of this show. But I'm not convinced of, of where it goes. I mean, there were times when camera comes back and there's an eight man going on in the ring. And it's everything about it. It's it's still the, the way that crowd has been conditioned is they, they, we've said it many, many times, they pop for the moments. And then when yeah. there's an actual match on, a lot of the times it feels like they're just dead. Yeah. And the one thing that I suppose was really getting hyped up And you thought they're going to do something. And he's all about, He's, I mean, uh, he's all over the kind of opening, Kofi Kingston. And then, you know, you get the 10 seconds and the pin.
0: I don't uh, get why people are complaining, because what did they expect? This was always going to happen.
2: But also, Kofi Kingston wasn't very good. I mean, he should have lost the belt like the week after Mania but nah,
0: Angu- I've, I've only seen his match at Mania which I absolutely loved he's, thought, just bang,
2: just, he's just he's bang out he was the same bang awesome. average mid-carder he's ever been since that time you can say that's the presentation of him but he really mm-hmm. I, I mean it, it's more on them for they clearly kept the belt on him so they could do this 10 second lesson thing um, but I've got no problem with them doing it in principle I would have I wouldn't have <coughs> Kofi Kingston as my well world champion three months ago mm-hmm. Never mind now
0: but you know what I'm bored of
2: mm-hmm. Lesnar Mm.
0: they've been doing the same stuff now with Lesnar for like six years at Mm. least and it's just not interesting anymore it's dull Mm. like we've seen Lesnar as champ over and over and over we've seen these just ridiculous squash matches we've seen him turn up for work once a year once every year I don't know what six months when he could be bothered to put a shift in yeah and yeah can. I think that's
3: being polite once every six months and he,
0: he has a good match but I don't Get excited for them anymore. They're, it's kind of past it. They need something fresh, but. But they don't seem to realise that. They seem to just hang on to this kind of mm. Lesnar narrative and seem to let it dominate. And it's just not hot. And interest has gone down in the product since it's been happening because no one else has been able to get over because mm. you've got this super tier of proper alpha males. And while alpha maleism is dying, you've got the fanboy wrestlers below, like let's say a Ricochet or a Kevin Owens, who, mm. who are only allowed to get over to a certain level because they're not seen as proper alphas by the alpha of the top. So you can only push as alphas. Sorry, I'm on an alpha male rant, aren't I? (laughs)
1: But
0: oh, no one else can get through at that level because they're not allowed to. Yeah,
3: yeah, Yeah. that's that is the case. I mean, inherently watching this, I, I thought to myself, it's this is polluted with McMahon DNA, and that's not something that can ever be really removed. So, when watching it, my overall feeling was other than the kind of aesthetic changes that they had made it's the same old shite told the same old way on an endless fucking loop. And nothing seems to really have any meaning for it. And even the all right television, television matches are generally nothing more than this. Mm. There's nothing of, you know, the NXT show, which we'll get into in a bit on the whole, actually quite generally enjoyed. It was, it was fine. Uh, Not as much as dynamite, but this, this was an, absolute fucking slog from the 20 minute promo at the beginning, the tag match was all right. I can't, I kind of zoned out watching I, I, it. On I, there.
0: I ran through immediately.
3: Yeah. I knew it was going to be the, the Seth Rollins. And obviously we knew, you know, the hell in a cell <clears throat> main event, but there was just that, that stuff with Nakamura. It kind of started with this mad kind of na- Nakamura getting the arm bar in, which was quite a good way to start. And then basically the lights went out, reasonably soon after and you've got your world champion baby face running up the ramp away from a dark from dark lights and then that fucking Bray Wyatt comes out (laughs) and chokes him out on the stage and it's just like oh my god it it just and it I don't want to go all sort of Meltzer and Alvarez and, and sort of losing my shit at individual segments but I just kind of thought you don't know how to book what is meant to be a top baby face. You have not a genuine fucking clue on what's going to actually get him over. Mm. And by God, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He never helps himself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so uninspired. The whole thing is so uninspired. And I was talking with Joe about this, this earlier on. It's like something that WWE don't seem to have gotten is that in the era where they created this version of WWE, American television has had its kind of golden period and if you look global television has had its glow uh, had its golden period. We've got high prestige drama and people are generally on the on the whole a lot more nuanced about the stuff they watch because there's so many options for it. So yeah, if you want to zone out and watch some nonsense, you can do that. But at the same time, the kind of dramas you're, gonna, you're getting are a hell of an upgrade on the whole from the period where this TV developed in the late 90s, early 2000s, where there were only kind of isolated shows that were really good stuff like The Sopranos and even getting on like Homicide and the rest of it and that kind of early HBO. Now, there's an absolute ton of this stuff, but their storylines Everything about it, it just hasn't advanced in any way, shape or form other than they've got more money to do a flashier set. And people are going to watch this and they're just going to go, this is bollocks. Why well, are they doing this stuff? They, they are. And I can see like they had what, 4 million this week. And with ratings on the whole, and we'll talk about the, a lot more of the sort of rating stuff later on, it's a case where you have to give this stuff time particularly in wrestling, because that's the way you're going to be able to work out the trends. A lot of talk about the demo stuff, but obviously it's week one, it's too early. You don't want to go down that route, a very 90s route of sort of looking at the quarter hours and making these massive assumptions over what is actually the thing that's getting over rather than forgetting to look at the whole product on the whole. But this stuff, I can just see just audiences being turned off because they don't know how to tell stories for 2019. Because in their heads, it's ninety-seven on a fucking feedback. But,
0: they, but in ninety-seven, they told good stories where there were layers, elements mm. of nuance. Think about the Hart, Undertaker, uh, Michael stuff in ninety-seven. Y- yeah, that's really a good, good. They knew how to make yeah. stars. Still, right? I would say, yeah. They okay, it was all in early two thousand, early
3: two thousands. Then, really,
0: even then, it was better than this. this that's is, when
3: I switched off.
0: This is the, like the absolute worst this has ever been there's nothing that it's stale it's hard to watch the shows lack any energy it Mm -hmm. feels like no one's over it feels like no one's able to get over it feels like such a horrible environment to work in i don't know why anyone would sign there oh i loved it as a child yeah it's not what it was when you were a kid mate this is the reality this is fucking shit this is a horrible horrible company where everything is just sort of made impossible from the ground up because you've got one psychopath at the top of the food chain who just has to dictate everything like he's a dictator at the end of the day no wonder Mm -hmm. he likes the prince in saudi arabia we relate to him on some level
2: (laughs) it's definitely like a billionaire friend i watch did you watch succession this week jp when
3: I didn't know. There, there's a couple I need to catch up on.
2: They go over to Turkey or somewhere like that, and they, they all, they're trying to do a murky business deal with a with a shadowy kind of corporation in, in that end of the world. Uh, and they end up getting taken hostage. And I was thinking, imagine if that happened with Dudu B. Go to Saudi Arabia, Shane and Vince getting held hostage. Because always happens. Maybe it'll be worth it if that happens.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> want Shane getting taken hostage. He's Shane. all right.
2: Vince, Vincent, Steph for this promo on this show, maybe. Oh,
0: um, Vince, Vincent, a taken remake in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> what if you try well, Triple K- H just to come save him?
2: Yeah, Brock. He'll I, want Brock. Brock's the alpha male. He doesn't love Triple H like he loves Brock.
0: Triple H has got a come and save, him, but Triple H is kind of like, ah, fuck you, Vince. I want this company and
2: leaves into it. <laughs> and then he gets Brock and Brock and Kane team that up and like, come and get him. <laughs> Uh, just, just, yeah. so i'm guessing one question i was gonna ask was yeah this 3.9 million they did for smackdown which was a lot higher than i thought they were, they were gonna do i didn't know with yeah. 3.9 million people who were still with, willing to give this shite a go uh it can't it can't stay that high in the weeks going forward you'd think you'd think it'd be down to the normal dregs of, of numbers soon unless you know maybe the kane velasquez angle sold some people
3: uh, I find it very hard to believe. It just sort of follows in a pattern of of what WWE have done, where they might get that initial number, and then there's a drop off, and then when there's the drop off, it's it's about how to precipitate that. I think the idea of the promotion, it being on Fox, those kind of aspects uh, are like the things that are obviously it's network TV means it's going to get going to get that higher rating. I just I don't think it's going to become appointment viewing for anyone new simply because, and you know, obviously we're hardcore fans, but I don't understand even on a kind of casual basis, what the appeal of this is. Mm. Um, and to do another kind of shy analogy for me, it feels like Fox kind of feel they bought the Muppets and what they want to do with that is, Oh, it's the Muppets always been great. Here are all the big stars. Except the thing is, imagine if you replaced Kermit and Miss Piggy and Fozzie and everyone else with just an entirely new crop that you have really not bothered to build in any proper fucking way for years. I, You know, you can't bring out Hogan to inexplicably spend two seconds sitting down next to Ric Flair every other week. The rock's not going to turn. <clears throat> the kind of hot-shotting stuff is just not going to work. And because they're such a reactive company, it's not like they're, they're going to have some... Sort of right, this is the direction we're going in up until Mania. These are the storylines that will get
0: us to the rumble. I ain't got a fucking clue. I don't have any faith yeah, that they know no what they're in going to do. investing in anything they do. Like, yeah. When I saw Tyson Fury there, I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. This could be some of that peaks nicely at Mania. Then Kane Velazquez turns up, and I, I you know, the Lesnar Velazquez fight in 2010 was great. Hmm. And, you know, there's something there still, possibly. I'm thinking, okay, WrestleMania could be interesting. No, in a month's fucking time. <laughs> like, they don't, they can't, it, Saudi Arabia dictates kind of everything at this point. It's the reason they've got so much fucking money that they can just go spunk up the wall on anyone Mm -hmm. and kind of buy up the indies and just have a warehouse full of talent. It's the reason they can set up these satellite territories that mean utter shit, where you run in Brentwood and have a performance centre in Enfield. Honestly, that crown fucking prince, what a cunt. What an absolute cunt. It's human rights violations, number one. Yeah, that counts for the most. But... Is kind of, let's put it this way Yemen. Monopolize, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Monopolization of wrestling. What an absolute cunt. Yeah. All of that money. And I'm I'm not also saying that his monopolization (laughs) of wrestling is worse than his human (laughs) rights violations and what's happened in Yemen. It certainly isn't, and the Khashoggi stuff. (laughs) But fuck me. This this bloke thinks he can have the whole fucking world. Honestly, Mm. if he wants, I don't know. WWE to release Pace that you can show, sign for Brazzers
2: like we all want, he
0: probably fucking could.
2: <laughs> I saw someone tweet like, wouldn't it be great if he just liked good wrestling? If like he was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Despite his war he crimes. Doesn't like wrestling. not like it. But imagine if he, he did. Just... And imagine if he was like, you know what, I really, know what I really like? Daniel Bryan. And you know what I really want to see him against? AJ Styles in a 60 minute, maybe not AJ these days, but somebody else good in a fucking 60 minute Ironman match. It would be one thing if this (coughs) evil, maniacal dictator who murders people in his spare time had good taste in wrestling. But unfortunately, on top of all his crimes, he's got bad. Is that what you're saying, Joe? He doesn't like wrestling. Look, <laughs> This is him showing off. Oh look, I can buy a Serie
0: A game. Yeah. Oh look, I can buy the Athletics World Championship. It's a global image yeah. thing, isn't it? That's it's why it's ba- PR. It's, it's PR. basically the, the the kind of larger global equivalent of that bloke you really dislike who made a fuckload of money. Who turns up in a Porsche because, of course, he does because that's the car you drive if you're rich and you're a cunt. And you know, n- not really a lot about cars. He's probably got some like really gaudy Ralph Lauren polo on the looks like shite as well some new trendy haircut and a pair of fucking loafers or something because he's just a twat and he's dressed like a tory and he's giving off the image of someone flash because he's got money now so he must do that that's the kind of person that this bloke is on a much more global scale and also you know he can't really wear that stuff but that's another story
2: (laughs) well if anybody was expecting anything, us to think anything different, <laughs> uh, this is what, we got we got requests this week, Joe, for you to watch the WWE Hell in a Cell uh, main event. So oh. it's the listener's fault uh, that we're going on this WWE ramp. But I suppose actually, while, while we're here, we should probably talk that too. Uh, I'm guessing you both only watched the main event uh, before we yeah. get to AEW, WXW. It's it just uh, I, I believe on Grapple, the, uh, Sasha Banks uh, and who the fuck did she wrestle? Um, uh, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch. That's it. Sasha Banks. Becky Lynch did uh, did really well uh, on Grapple as far as ratings go, but uh, that main event, uh, four point oh six for Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Whereas the main event at the moment, the average is point seven two. I think that might be the reason people uh, ask you to, ask uh, you to, hate to watch this one, lads. Uh, I believe you. Uh, you both sorry.
3: Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, it was. The upside of it? I'm trying to think upsides of it. They've clearly spent a lot of time on the lamp. Yeah, that's a positive. (laughs) That's as much of a positive as I can give 0.72, JP.
2: 0.72 on Grapple. The Invisible Man match with Bryce Remsberg doing the work of a million men has got an average of, I think it's 4.67 right now on Grapple. 0.72. The main event of the WWE pay-per-view for Sunday. I love this app.
3: Yeah. It is. It, I mean, I mean, and obviously the fans there and the videos that went around afterwards chanting refund bullshit, a W chance. Um, there was a point towards the end, they were chanting restart the match, which would have also been horrific if they'd actually done something around that as well. There was that weird bit at the end up on the, uh, was it oh, up on the God. ramp afterwards? That was the best bit of the match. We were laughing at that. About. Was the you mandible off. claw. You broke that your that Bray Wyatt embargo
2: for this, J- uh, Joe. Say it again. You broke your Bray Wyatt embargo for <clears throat> this, Joe. Look, I was
0: reluctantly forced into watching this against my will.
2: <laughs>
0: like seriously I, I made
3: you dinner so you'd watch it oh, I, I, I played you?
0: football and turned up at J.P.'s and the dinner was in front of me and what it was, was it? on and I needed to eat because I burnt a lot of calories at football was it was a thing? curry oh, it was quite nice bit of naan bread bit of Bombay mix as well all the trimmings here um <laughs> <laughs> better than a roast but ah, oh, Jesus Christ Fuck, like number one this match was always going to be shit because Bray Wyatt's in it and Bray Wyatt is shit and anyone who invests in Bray White and thinks, oh, wow, look at this character stuff. It's not wrestling. Once he gets in the ring, that stops. Like I don't wanna watch wrestling to watch someone doing some like pseudo version of fucking play days. I'd rather just watch replays of play days with Zoe Bull and Chris Jarvis from back of the day <laughs> or Dave Benson Phillips. He was on Bray play White. days for a bit. Bray I don't wanna watch Bray Wyatt doing some like twisted macabre version of it. It's not interesting. It's just shit. This doesn't belong in wrestling. Like, the problem with WWE is they're trying to be too many things. And here, they're trying to be some twisted, weird, psychological horror movie with slasher elements. And you know what? If I want that, I'll watch a horror movie. Or I'll watch, like, American Horror Story. I've never seen it. I've heard it's all right. I'd rather watch it than ever watch Bray Wyatt. I don't want this in wrestling, right? So, number one, I'm in a bad mood because I've got to watch a Bray fucking Wyatt match, right? Right? in my top five worst wrestlers of all time just utter shit oh you got me going from the day I debuted but I had to sit in a pub before the York All Show where Tanahashi faced Marty. And there was a few people I met up with, and I'm sat there listening to someone talking about Bray White is the greatest heel of all time. And I can't really kick off because I don't really know the bloke. And I don't really know the people that well. They're acquaintances, if anything. I'm thinking, what the fuck are you watching, mate? Me and my brother looking across at each other like, what is this bloke on about? Oh, he does this war, like, uh, from The Exorcist. Yeah? And that makes him a heel? People just look on confused. How does that get him heat in the match? What does that add to the match? Fucking shit. Just awful, awful, awful wrestler. Awful gimmick. This stuff doesn't belong in wrestling. Do you know what Bray Wyatt's best run is, if you ask me? Husky Harris. That was where Bray Wyatt peaked. Cowboy boots. Belly hanging out. Like a slugger, like a Terry Gordy, Steve Williams-style proper wrestler. Then he decided to embrace this fucking supernatural bollocks. The only person who's ever done this well is Jake Roberts. Yeah, all right, you can argue The Undertaker to some extent. But the stuff for The Undertaker and Lightning Bolts, I have always hated that stuff. Jake Roberts did it in a completely different way. He made a fucking snake that was going to bite you and scare the shits out of you. (laughs) And also his promos made sense and were fucking awesome. Bray Wyatt just spoke for years just said words but he executed them in a cool way almost like a paul robinson has anti-union promos in a good way and everyone applauds oh wow look at that delivery clap 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 listen to what he said this stuff is so unbelievably bad and it's turned me off wwe in the worst way possible. So, Bray Wyatt, number one. Oh, look at the entrance. Wow. Look at the remix of his song. Great. I've heard much better remixes before. There's some good underworld born slippy remixes out there that I'd much rather listen to. <laughs> Absolutely fucking awful. Then this match starts. I just didn't care at first. This red light, which they brought back after 20 oh, years. So remember they used it in Mankind versus Kane, a Survivor Series
2: 97. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: 20 years enough. later, they've suddenly decided, oh, I remember that 20. 22 years ago yeah let's bring right. it back to, to, to Vince, know, like, that's
2: 22 months ago at best might even be 22 days ago he's got no concept of time at this point he's an old man
0: mate there are soap characters that turn up in eastenders occasion. I'm like fucking hell he's not been there for years not 22 years maybe like 10 or 15 <laughs> at the most like jesus christ and it just looks shit could the crowd see it probably not they just did stuff for a bit to do stuff then just started kicking out of finishers. For what reason? They killed the curb stomp. Yeah. The, the, they killed whatever Bray Wyatt's finisher is called. Sister, si- sister. Oh, sister, fucking Abigail. <laughs> Wait. Ah, oh, Manson family bullshit. I like. I don't like the Manson family. I find them intriguing. But <laughs> yeah. Bray Wyatt has killed any interest I had in the Manson family for a good while <laughs> because of his pseudo Charles Manson bollocks. Like the match was so fucking. Bad. Why does he get a toolbox out? Like, I'd rather watch Jimmy Averick sweating lemon juice in Paul Robinson's cuts in his hand and doing paper cuts (laughs) with the rest of it. That is more enjoyable than this. And it's not enjoyable on any level. Like, toolboxes with spanners, cool kicking out of a fucking pedigree at one i'm amazed that got through like absolutely amazed but i suppose it's not the king doing it so that's all right it's the king slayer doing it but king slayer no more i'm guessing says he's running away from bray fucking Wyatt constantly and then the bill to this ending, when they just start hitting each other with chairs bray white laser on the ground forever being punished yeah but then he's up we get this dq from the great sledgehammer shot and of course it's a sledgehammer because obviously triple h has to be referenced and is still the ultimate king at the end of the day and if he wants to come back he can have a belt tomorrow if he probably wants to and look better and more alpha than everyone but it just goes on and on then he gets up does his mandible claw bollocks so he's mankind now as well as he mick foley was much better than bray white I could ever fucking wish to be honestly and then ah oh, that shite at the end with the blood poured out of his mouth what the fuck was that (laughs) what was it (laughs) what why would you play music it's the most unorganic like hokey overproduced rubbish how could that this is the stuff that makes me so embarrassed to be arrested when Mm. like mine and jp's wrestling podcast comes up at work this is the shit people think of. Yeah. yeah. Not, I don't know, a couple of ass kickers, you know, lumping the shit at someone in the ring. And Not like
3: that Miracle Violence connection versus,
0: uh, Masao and Misao, Kawada. Misao,
3: Misao, Kawada the, we watched to kind of take away the, the taste of this yeah
0: we put that on straight up was <laughs> and it was fucking glorious and i thought you know what husky harris bring him back you were all kind of okay-ish then but ah oh, that fucking music uh, sorry <laughs> i've ran i've probably stopped for about 10 minutes sorry
3: jp carry on
0: now what you do you guys. want to
3: say mate? i've got nothing to add to this <laughs> that you kind of saying at the moment i completely yeah. agree with it but you getting annoyed about it is like this is is well and truly worth it <laughs> the
2: best the best thing is, like, after all that and after Bray Wyatt... Like, there are people who genuinely like this Bray Wyatt stuff. I don't get it. I'm not the target audience. Whatever. But after all that and all the builds and all the bullshit, then they do the finish that they did that, like, literally... He can't just win, so he doesn't get over. Seth Rollins doesn't win, so he doesn't get over. The fuck the Hell of the Cell is supposed to be no DQ, but it kind of... It was a stoppage, kind of. Already, mm. I think they've they've claimed it's a stoppage, but it felt like a DQ. I watched that what, the bit of the clipper watch along where X packs going absolutely. Oh, crazy. that was great. Yeah. He was doing his best. You <laughs> could tell underneath his eyes, he was thinking everything you just ranted about Joe, but he was trying to keep it, wasn't he? Uh, and trying to keep his us uh, cool. That was fucking brilliant. But yeah, the, no, no, it it was bad. But it, it, it also achieved absolutely nothing for nobody. It got nobody over. And it was just, we mentioned before about SmackDown being, this is just what WWE is. This is what WWE is, I believe. On, yeah. on Raw, they didn't even mention the thing until like the last, I'm not watching Raw because who's got time for three hour rows at this point oh. uh, in wrestling. But apparently they didn't even mention the match until the last half hour. When when even they're embarrassed, I think that tells you something.
3: Yeah, but they Going to do something like this again very soon, won't they? Probably. I mean, they'll end yeah. up doing some fucking bullshit like this in the end. What will they really learn from this? Fuck all. Because they don't, re- they take their fans entirely for granted
0: it's like an abusive relationship and we're mm. the ones who have been abused for years and slowly they've managed to lose us over time and unfortunately I had to sit through that and I thought I was a lost fan until I was forced to watch that fucking shite <laughs> and also that red fucking light doing <laughs> that Scorsese auteur stuff I was saying about the other day and like the red lights that he uses a lot Mean Streets especially a bit of Goodfellas as well they mm. think it was like the Billy Bat burial scene in Goodfellas when he's getting stabbed <laughs> in the back of the bloody, what, Cadillac or whatever it is they're yeah. driving. They've got that red lighting. Really, yeah. really intense, really kind of meaningful. And then WWE even killed Martin Scorsese red lighting for me as well, the fucking cunts.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then this twat's going to go off and start booking fo- football <laughs> soon as well. And he's going to do it better than the NFL, apparently. Oh, that's amazing.
3: <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> I. I <laughs> yeah, can't say anything more to that, other than I completely agree with every aspect. I think I gave it half a star, and you know what? It didn't deserve half a star.
2: I gave it 2.25. Point- Gareth, <laughs> get a dud
0: rating on Grapple. Uh,
2: I think it's something statistical, it'd fuck things up, uh, hence is the, the lowest. Minus ratings? <laughs> then you're getting
0: into um, melt territory. We're getting into melt
2: territory, On yeah. my yeah. He then. deserves it for this shit. <laughs> Well, Gareth did announce this week, actually, that uh, as far as Grapple goes, he thought that the the numbers had gotten past a quarter of a million, of a million total ratings. Apparently 325,000 people have rated matches on Grapple. Uh, Jesus Christ. Only a couple hundred have rated this match. I would encourage people to jump on, give it the 0.25. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not that we should we should uh, try and weigh the ratings in any way. And Is it the, the worst match you've match,
0: ever seen? Uh, mm, no
2: it's the worst. Is you, it the you, worst main event of a paper or of a major event? Yeah. Question? Think about what it was set out to achieve and think about what it didn't achieve. It didn't yeah. get anyone. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. Tell, yeah. the story it was telling didn't make any sense. It was a complete waste of time for everybody. And I honestly think it's worth a star or less.
0: Yeah. Think about how far we've come since bad blood 97 to now with Helena sale as a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm. just, when you – this is one of the other problems. The commitment to gimmicks, booking a paper for you called hell in a cell in September every year just killed the gimmick. And they took no care or interest over it. They just thought it might pop a buy rate every September. And it's that kind of – not being able to find a middle ground between business and sense – and what makes logical sense and what makes business sense and finding a happy medium. When Helena Cell would peak a feud, it was great. The last great Helena Cell match I remember that peaked a feud was probably that Edge Undertaker match in like mm. two thousand SummerSlam two thousand and eight that was. And that ended an epic feud. And no one remembers it, do they? Other than me. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you you I but it was
2: really good. I remember one hell in a cell match and it well two, obviously. It's Sean Taker and it's it's mankind to get everything else just blinds together. That's the
3: I mean that's the, the issue with it <laughs> as a as a gimmick, it's
0: entirely dead.
2: Remember Triple H me. made right. it his match? That's when it died.
0: Triple yeah. H Undertaker of that WrestleMania, I did like. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: Lots then of- it was yeah. But I don't think... I mean, it's just... They're so bad, and I think part of the reason is they've been able to do stuff like this for too long without there being any blowback or competition to be able to take advantage Mm. of it. And now (laughs) there is a slightly different landscape. And this stuff is... Stuff goes in and out of the zeitgeist (sighs) and becomes very unpopular very quickly. Mm. And the idea of stuff going viral of crowds chanting bullshit and refund is the kind of stuff that a Fox exec might end up looking at and go, what the fuck have we got ourselves into bed with? Mm. Like, honestly to God, it's something I've been banging the drum ever since that, that deal was announced is that they really don't realize what their kind of responsibilities for doing uh, in part of this deal with Fox is. And I think this, the way they're going to go about it and the kind of overly reactive Attitude because they don't actually have any fresh ideas or coherent storylines. It's just going to be doing stuff to stop the other side from growing. That's mm. all we're going to see from them. Is just sort of dirty tactics as well. Well, we're just going to try and you know do whatever. And obviously NXT and running that up against it was is part part of that strategy. But fundamentally at its core, the booking and the head booker has needed to go for such a fucking long time. I anyone who's defending this. You've cut. You've just got a question. Like, first of all, do you know what wrestling is? Like, seriously, because whatever your version of wrestling is, is in, sa- in fact some sort of wacky fucking idea of entertainment. And yeah, you know, my sons just walked out of the room during this Hell in the Cell match. You know why? Because it's just like it, it shits. And in their their minds, life's too short for watching this kind of shit wrestling. Mm. The only reason we did is basically so we could hear Joe (laughs) run the way he did. So in that sense, if it delivered anything, it delivered that. There you go. And that in and of itself was worth it. It
0: was a shit rant.
3: (laughs) It was was classic. It wasn't coherent. That's part of the beauty of it. Mm. Yeah.
2: Four star rant, I'll give it that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there. So if anyone uh, anyone wants it, there you go. You got your uh, your hour of us watching WWE content out of us. Oh, come me.
0: Just think about this. You got people claiming br- this Bray Wyatt stuff's great. <laughs> you got you got like Will Ospreay out there. You know, I mean, like, what the fuck? People getting hung up on Will Ospreay's Twitter while claiming Bray Wyatt is great. Just get, have a fucking reality check, or a wrestling reality check. Sorry just yeah let's let's move on <laughs>
2: there we go so you got you got your uh you got your duty content and joe i don't think anyone's going to be able to any of our listeners going to be able to uh, encourage you to to break that bray wyatt embargo again anytime soon um i think
0: it, he might be my most hated wrestler ever <laughs> i'm I'm just thinking of who would it, who would it be yeah i think J-Y's, at the moment he's number one makes jay white look good J.Y. is nowhere near my most hated wrestler of all time. <laughs> J.Y. is, you know, J.Y. is David Beckham at his prime compared to Bray Wyatt, if you ask me. <laughs> I
2: can't argue. But anyway, as you say, that, that's our WWE run for uh for another month. Uh, one thing we haven't had the chance to talk about because the debut came not long after we recorded last, and I was in Germany, and it's uh, this shows a little bit delayed as well. Uh, mm. AEW, the answer to all our prayers, you know, we can we can we can kick off our WWE, but this AEW thing was we've been uh, very hopeful about maybe our, some of our. Our hope was uh, maybe at low levels uh, when we recorded our last show and the show mm. before, but we actually have a, a top-level uh, contender to WWE now. Like I say, it's been a little while now, so this will be coming out probably Wednesday morning and uh, episode two will be tonight of, uh, of time with people listening to this. But hey, that first show of AEW, I think they uh, they squashed some of my fears about uh, what it was going to do and they uh, they didn't do bad in the ratings either.
3: Yeah, they did. Um you know, as a show, as an hour and a half, it was, it was a really, I thought it was a really fun watch Mm. on the whole. It was different enough to WWE aesthetically. Um, Just the lack of non backstage stuff
1: was so refreshing. Hates
2: that stuff. Did you hear his interview with Wade Keller where he literally said the words Mm -hmm. invisible camera maybe 50 different times about how much he hates that? Like, I listened to that before I saw the show and I was worried about this being being the Elite, the TV show. And if you, you know, Tony Khan for his faults, but if you listen to him talk, like, this was never going to be being the Elite, the TV show. Hope not all of the WWE tropes were missing from this this debut, mm, but pretty much most yeah. of your your worst WWE tropes went there. And you're right, it did look, feel, and sound uh, like, a, like a completely different product. It felt very felt very TNT. It felt like the uh, like a uh, Nitro come back alive on on TV, as far as a, a production point goes, and as far as looking different.
3: Yeah, it really did, and, and it the good felt. Nitro. It, it was good WCW yeah, vibe say, to it. Yeah. It was different from <laughs> WWE. There were good
0: tropes they'd taken from Nitro, like yep. with the announcers at the beginning. Yes. You'd have a Larry Zabisco there being a twam, which was good. <laughs> but also, like the interview with SCU, um, yep. which was like the old Mean Gene interviews that used to do with Flair all the time on Nitro. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed little touches mm. like that. It was like the good aspects of the crowd shots that you get on Nitro yep. as well. That was quite cool. So what they'd taken from WCW, I thought was uh, well, postmodern, but productive and fresh, if anything.
1: Mm. What's yes.
0: old is new in many ways. Oh, of, of, of the stuff that I didn't
3: like, I suppose I'll go on to that. I mean, oh. the the Jack Evans, and Helico, Kevin Smith, um, and Jay and Silent Bob stuff was... I mean, it was like that bad was mischief, w-, w, but it was over very quickly. Well, I will say that, and it felt like it was one of these like it's. It was a it, the idea of
0: it was it was a con- thing they had to do for TNT. I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Yes, absolutely, I mean. and I'll definitely be seeing the new Jay and Silent Bob film, especially with the cameos from the viewer Skew universe in there as well. <laughs> but uh, it was a bit odd. It was a bit messy. Like yeah. the private party Ooh. just sort of turned up and then.
2: Left. It off again. It yeah, like, did a couple All of right. points like that when it was like you know for the 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 promise of them running without writers and just being a bunch of wrestlers and Tony Khan running a show little quality mm. control, things like that, maybe showed their head a little bit like in the main event where the referee just had to stand there while John Moxley yeah. interrupted and you thought, you know what, maybe, maybe if you did have a few more road agents or something, somebody might've said, lads, what are we doing with the referee in this match? There are a couple of oversights like that. I thought where it would, it just mm. seemed a little bit and a little and a few too many of those you know, what they did with the uh, private party and what they did, you know, with with Evans and Halico. That was like a little mini angle and then that was followed by SCU and Penta and Phoenix on the stage in a similar angle, which was preceded by, you know, an angle in the ring, uh, little things like that but, the, 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 but you can you can get rid of that stuff as, as weeks go on and you can learn less. I than didn't
0: think like all games. of that was bad though I thought some of the stuff like with S- C- that was fine I thought yeah. it established it week one at least it was building to a match yeah so. the promo was pretty good they did it in a fresh environment hmm. I think Scorpio Sky looks TV ready and I never I never really saw that in him previously um, but he, I thought he was very good there hmm. um, I'll be honest I've really really enjoyed this show overall mm. um, and I ended up watching it twice and I uh-huh. never do that before mm-hmm. and after me just bitching and complaining about having to sit through any WWE watching a show twice that's a mainstream television product I never thought I'd be able to do that again
1: but
0: mm. I'm buzzing for the next week and you know yeah. this is I never I didn't think this was happening I didn't think this was going to happen at this point and I'm really quite pleased that I've got, I don't know, a good feeling about this, if anything and have come out of it feeling really positive about the most of the direction, Mm. especially the kind of major macro direction of it in terms of the presentation and hooking viewers in. Um, And one of the things I did was I watched the uh, I found a way to watch the initial airing (laughs) the next day and then I recorded and watched the ITV4 uh, I'll flick through it. On Saturday morning, but I did end up watching most of it. And I got my girlfriend because we were eating our breakfast to watch kind of the first half an hour with me. I told her Chris Jericho would be there; she's a big <laughs> Jericho fan, <laughs> um, and she was like, "Oh, that's that Stardust, isn't it?" Straight away, was like, "Yep, Cody Rhodes," and then she was like, "Oh, he's kind of impressive here. He seems to have improved." While I was like, "Yeah, he really has," and then she was like, "Oh, I can see why." people would watch this this is much more interesting than wwe mm. and was one of the things she mentioned was the energy in the crowd like she was mm. noticing this as someone who doesn't really know anything about wrestling mm. outside of watching total divas really and she was kind of into it for the most part and then enjoyed the chris jericho beat down and laughed at his hair and said that he looked kind of funny and i said he's kind of embraced the look and is kind of aware that he looks ridiculous she enjoyed that and then said that she sort of could see the emotion and the Cody moment and stuff as well. So, getting a casual viewer to give an opinion on this, it was kind of a thumbs up, if anything. Mm. You know, I think that's intriguing and that's interesting as well. And just the energy and the buzz around the arena and the fact the fans were into it, mm. and the fact that it was shot differently, just gave this something else that I've not seen on any WWE show in years. I'm talking like Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's rise, if anything.
2: <laughs> like, I, I, like, everything about that aesthetic was like, you wouldn't be embarrassed if someone walked in the room and you were watching it with an on Yeah. Like, even even the commentary was good. Like, the like how good was Tony Schiavone? He sounded- was awesome. He yeah. Sat, he just sounded like he just slotted back in. Obviously, he's not really been following wrestling until he got back with MLW, but you've got Excalibur there to kind of, Excalibur, I haven't loved the dynamic of the three-man booth on the previous shows. But as far as like jumping in and sweeping up when either Jim Ross doesn't know a fact or Tony Shavani doesn't maybe know the name of a move or something, Excalibur can fill in those black blocks. I yeah, felt he's, like he's this was playing the best tonight, balance. isn't it? He? he is. He's tonight. Yeah, and this was and Shavani knows you know how to work with it, with someone like tonight, obviously. And this was the best balance that they've had as far as commentary goes. Like I, I saw a lot of praise for Shavani, and it was all deserved. And even even Jim Ross sounded like he could be asked, which was which was big as well. He still wasn't great, though. (laughs) He
3: wasn't. It's it's very odd, like because between Shivani and Jr, they're like the amalgam of Heenan and and Shivani from Nitro. (laughs) There's like kind of like not neither one of them is like the orthodox commentator, and it's not like one of them is just the color guy. But they're doing bits of color as they're both doing bits of color and bits of commentary. And so is Excalibur. But it was it was. I mean, think about how far they've come from Alex Marvez. That's yeah. not a name we hear about anymore. Tone is an upgrade on Marvin. Yeah, he? So, he's like, for this, it worked. I think it, he's got a good voice, Shivani. Yeah, he's got, That's like, a
0: natural has. broadcasting voice. He's got a he?
3: very good broadcast voice. I mean, funny enough, before Joe arrived, tonight, I was watching a bit of MLW, mm-hmm. and he was commentating on that with Rich Bikini. And, you know, he for the most part, he's playing a colour guy on that. So, like, he's kind of added a bit more of a sort of string to his bow, like. almost as a personality. And if he's going to be going in the ring to do the interviews as well, I actually think that's a quite a solid choice to go out there and do that.
0: Yeah, I really love the way they used him as well with mm. Cody. Like, I don't know if, if I can just speak about the first match as well, mm. just briefly. I really like the package they used to build that, that match. That was great. Like, just a really mm. subtle, tiny thing. Where they'd given the first match a bit of four and it gave it substance and it gave it stakes straight away because it was the first match on the show and it was the first match on this new show. It was like, okay, you don't need to do this. And this is something that a lot of people would just take for granted and would just be like, is the first match, like you did with Liga Pillman on Nitro when you threw that out there at the Mall of America. But just doing that little package gave it so much more. And it got both guys' characters across. And people probably knew who Cody was, but who knew who Guevara was, unless you'd been following wrestling, really, on an independent level. And it gave Guevara a purpose immediately. And it's just small things like that on the show that I really liked and thought just gave the whole show a little bit more prestige, if anything. Mm. Um, as a match, I thought there were initial sort of communication issues and both guys looked a little bit nervous but they got way more confident as it went along. And Cody gave Sammy Guevara so much. Like, you can tell that this is Cody's company and he wants to get guys over. He's not Triple H in it. He got Darby Allen over. He's now got Sammy Guevara over. Yeah, he won this match, but he didn't win it convincingly. But he still won it and looked like a star at the end of it. And the way they then advanced it and built the heat with Jericho afterwards and then involved Guevara in that as well. Just really great stuff to do on week one. You had emotion in that first segment. You had emotion when he spoke to Shivani. But you also got a new guy over while establishing Cody as a star and while furthering the Cody-Jericho feud. Like, voila, what a way to book a first Mm. segment. Like, really fucking impressed with that. Mm.
2: Yeah, but I, I think the only thing I, I maybe I would say is maybe it didn't totally need, you know... I don't know, Sammy Guevara was going to be like a heel by the end of the night anyway, so all we'll, like the handshake stuff and maybe... Maybe I kind of thought maybe he got a little bit too much in the match as well. Um, but it's fine. It's, if
0: you're building him and he's part of this stable, yeah, I get it. And mm. it, is anyone going to be thinking, ah, oh, Cody Rhodes, like not a star after this match? I don't think so. Yeah,
1: it didn't
0: hurt, I, 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 I didn't hurt him at all. I think it was just a great way to put that first segment Um, yeah I've really enjoyed that and I've seen the match twice as well Mm. because I watched it on the ITV uh, viewing as well and for a first match, they should be proud of what they put on there.
2: How was that ITV edited? Did they cut anything out? Because I know there was a problem. When yeah, just, did yeah, they did live on they... the hub. Did it like till late, and then when it went up, it was like the the kid friendly version. Um, yeah, a lot of. People oh, I
0: didn't, didn't see, see anything kid friendly. Um, everything was in there. Um, so I watched the ITV4 version that was on at eleven twenty on the Friday night. So they must have sacrificed a bit of total recall for that one. So the (laughs) army watchers getting in from the pub would have been disappointed. Um, But what what they did cut was the Cody uh, Sammy Guevara package that I spoke about. That wasn't in there. That was a little bit disappointing. They kind of cut straight... uh, Cody's entrance. Um, they. I'm trying to figure what else they cut. There are a few things that weren't in there as well, but that was the one bit that really stood out for me that wasn't there. But what they did do is on the live live edit uh, from TNT where they put the the wrestling in the bottom corner. So, like say during the Nyla Rose against Rio match, mm-hmm. uh, here they stay with the action because they didn't use as many ad breaks. So they stayed with the action, or the action that was cut away from the Nyla Rose-Rio match was there to see on the ITV edit, so that was quite oh, cool. No oh, they also, they also cut the MJF-Brandon Cutler segment from the ITV4 mm. uh, broadcast, which I wasn't disappointed with, because that was not good, yeah. no, it was and not. it was kind of the worst I've seen MJF look in a while, and Brandon Cutler Brandon probably Cutler doesn't me. really... Belong on TV? Got
2: Not at all. He's like he's. I mean, know the story is he's on the show because he's the young bucks mate. But he's on the show because he's the young bucks mate. Like he, he doesn't belong anywhere near like a TV. I wasn't sure. no the finish in that one where he kind of came off the top, and either legitimately hurt his leg or it was a story. I thought it was legit because why'd you go to an armbar finish from that? But I've heard. Yeah, that's what I thought from Melter and the likes. But either way, he didn't look up to the task. I don't mind having job guys. And I suppose it plays into, though, you know, oh, you know, almost a million and a half people tuned into the show and a lot of those will be the younger younger people who are big into their, their being the elites and, you know, you want to give, you know, the chunk of audience that that watch that stuff, you know, tie-ins, uh, a Brandland-Cutler Cutler is a way of doing that, but I don't know, I'd probably keep them away from the the on-screen action.
0: Yeah, he wasn't exactly Barry Horowitz, was he? Yeah, <laughs> no. there's there's a thing there's a
3: thing that they it should be even possibly out right now where I think it's the AEW Dark on YouTube where they show all the dark matches, mm. and they've had about another four dark matches. I think there was one before the show went live with I would say Darby Allen was in that one, and they had about three afterwards. That's the place where he needs to be. Yeah, it's definitely. fine with him necessarily being on the show, but that's the aspect of it, mm. like. This part of the show needs to be, pardon the pun, of an elite quality. Yeah. That's what it needs to be in order to impress. And I mean, all the other matches basically went, give or take, the same length of time between sort of 12 and 14 minutes. Mm. And this one just kind of stood out as something that just shouldn't have been on the show. No. There's no real reason. It, it wasn't enough of a squash for it to have the exactly. kind of meaning as
2: a squash. That's yet. what I was going to say. If you were going to do it and it was going to be run two and a bit minutes, then it should have maybe been more of a squash. But that was what I was going to say about the matches as well. I mean, obviously with the, the Grapple podcast and you know, for a star rating point of view, mm-hmm. I gave most of the matches on the show roughly three stars because they're all TV matches, aren't they? And that's fine. Yeah. But MJF and, and Brandon Cutler was the one where I think I went two on that. I think I went 3.25 for Nyla and Rio and I think I went three, three exactly on page and pack. All solid TV action. I didn't love, I I mean, I squeezed this in in my, uh, my plane trip uh, over to Oberhausen and, and I was kind of, I was about to skip through this Rio-Nyla Rio, Rose match and I heard the crowd reaction. So I pulled back and I watched the whole thing and it was I don't know. I, I didn't rate it as highly as it felt like the audience there live rated it. Um, I don't know what the reaction was from you guys and from people in general. I haven't seen a lot of uh, feedback for it.
3: The crowd willed this to be good. Mm. The crowd absolutely willed this. Because it was... Um, and I have to say Nyla Rose has improved since when she started. I still don't think she's great. No. No, she, no I...
2: D- she looks ropey, doesn't she? There's just little she... things. where, Like like after the match, the post-match angle, where she almost dropped Michael Nakazawa on his head. Um, yeah. she doesn't look the finish 3.37 is the average on grapple I think finish. I went
3: about three and a quarter because I think I, I was just pleasantly surprised by it mm-hmm. and you know there was the size differential as well so it kind of played into this kind of classic you know David versus Goliath stuff within the match and like I say it, it felt like the crowd really willed this through as much as anything else and it was I was just quite surprised by how much into it they were
0: Yeah, I went three and a half, actually, and I think part of that was the crowd reaction and then seeing the ITV4 version. Mm. So uh, what we got on the side of the screen, um, (laughs) when you saw an ITV4, the crowd were possibly the hottest they were during that ad break, and they did some mad stuff during it, like clothesline off the apron at one point, off the ropes Mm. back into the ring. Like I was surprised they did this much during the ad break, but... It worked and it made the match that little bit better on the second mm. viewing of it. I thought Rio was actually excellent in yeah. the match. I thought she kind of held the match together, if anything. It's definitely like, the best she's been since she's been there. Yeah, like it got better when they did go to the Near falls. I do think Nyla Rose, she looks a little bit unsafe at points. But the mm. thing I'll say is... I was very critical about having booked her properly as a monster. And I thought there was some of that here. I still thought that she could have been more convincing in a monster role. Mm -hmm. And I thought what the angle they did after the loss was probably the best thing they could have done. And I thought that was completely what she needed because she she started acting more aggressively. She started acting as more of a badass. There were little things in the match when like, she caught Rio and Rio did a dive to the outside. And she just did a backbreaker on the outside. You're like, ah, that's not very impactful. She needs to be Vader, basically. Mm. This needs to be Vader Sting, if anything, if they're going to go to this again. And the aggression I saw after the match, I was like, okay, this is a bit more encouraging. Mm. I'm hoping they go with her full on aggressive and she starts becoming more of a badass than kind of, yeah, what she's mm. held back on so far, if anything.
2: Definitely. I mean, one thing I was going to say as well as I'm. Um, Overall, very positive on this show. We can talk about the main event if you like as well. I thought it was a solid, if angle-heavy match. But one thing, one negative, I would probably say: ending your show with Jack Swagger in the ring. I don't know <laughs> if, if that improved any more in your second watch, Joe. But like, I was so full to the brim, you know, with positivity about this show, thinking, God, we've got a real major league uh, competitor to the WWE, they're gonna, they're killing it, Uh, I wasn't a huge fan, as I mentioned earlier, of, you know, Moxley interfering right in front of the ref, that's the type of thing they need to sort out for if if wins and losses and referees are gonna matter uh, in this thing, and then, you know, the one thing you don't want to be when you're debuting your new TV show is to invite equivalency to TNA, uh, to the bad TNA years, not that JP will admit they actually exist. And I do feel like Jack Swagger being your big debut, and not only that, being the focus of the camera at the end of the show, that was the most TNA thing on this show. And I I mean, I I don't know if you feel any differently about Jack Swagger, but having seen him on Lucha Underground, having seen him in Impact itself, uh, barely give a fuck and stumble his way through matches and promos uh yeah this is like he's one he's one number away in the speed dial from alberto del rio in the uh the panic playbook uh i don't think it was a good look to end the show with him i don't mind if he's coming in as a heavy for jericho and the focus is jericho and he's standing over jericho's shoulder that's one thing but i did feel like they presented them as this big debut which, come on, lads, it's Jack Swagger. Up until, like, two days ago, his Twitter handle was still real Jack Swagger. That's how much he gives a fuck about wrestling. (laughs) Uh, I know they tried to go heavy down the route of here's MMA fighter, Jack, Jack Jake Hager. Uh, But it's still Jack fucking Swagger. I thought that was the biggest, biggest miss for me on the show. And we can obviously talk about the main event too in that.
3: Did you see those MMA fights he had in Bellator? I haven't seen one. Oh, fucking awful. Like, Couple of serious... As bad as his wrestling matches. Did. I mean, he just dominated them because he's got an amateur. He's got oh. a credible oh, amateur wrestling background, woman. which we heard about.
2: He yeah. fought the bloke, didn't he? That looked it like he was in. I mean, that was one thing from SmackDown. Cain Velasquez did look in the best shape, but he's never been in the best shape. But I did see. Yeah. The, I did see Jack Swagger. Oh, fight man shape. in worse fuck shape it. than me. Look it at does Williams
1: matter. and Gordy.
2: <laughs> They look like a couple of yeah.
0: sluggers. They can kill you. They can kick your ass. Who gives a fuck if someone's body looks nice? I'd rather take a, a Cain Velazquez body over triple H's roided up to fuck insecure body at 51 years age any day of the week. Look your fucking age. That's what I say. <laughs> Live your best life. There's positivity coming well, out of my mouth. Ahead, I,
3: I kind of go down the route of bodybuilders aren't, aren't necessarily people I can relate to. Bodybuilding's no.
0: fucking weird.
3: Yeah, I ever think ever since was all the Lou one on bodybuilding oh, and yeah, the right. idea of their legs chafing when they were like walking <laughs> down there, like it's it's just insane. Sorry, their thighs chafing as they walk. Yeah, um, I have gone to that, but with this and you've kind of hit the point. The only the reason that I wasn't as downbeat about the Jake Hager stuff as you is I was there thinking: Has Jericho had his own stable before? in any kind of real meaningful way, as in his stable where he is the main guy. And if Hager is there as the henchman, the big heavy that you have to kind of say get through, but you've always got to kind of factor into the equation. I'm kind of convinced A, that could work as a dynamic B Jericho has had this habit of making stuff work as much as I hate that Judas effect finisher. Mm. They're kind of getting it over like you know there is that there there is that feeling to it and I think that what it's a mental group when you look at it as the sum of its parts but that was the kind of thing that I didn't mind as much about it because I was like you asked like going is this very TNA or is there a kind of wildness to this that's kind of quite fun and I'm just thinking to myself, and, and with this, it's about giving it time. I mean, there are massive reservations, and anyone who has those, I completely get why you would. Mm. However, I would say for this, the, the the possibility, given what Jericho could do and how I don't think Jericho would allow anyone in that, that group not to kind of get over, I've... I've kind of got faith they could do something with it if they keep him at that kind of big henchman level. An MMA fighter defending Chris Jericho, in and of itself, sounds like not a bad idea. Look,
0: I think Jericho... Yeah, Jericho
3: would turn up in Bellator as well, and I tell you, that'll bring in some ratings because they desperately need it.
0: Because uh, Jericho's last couple of matches have not been amazing, yeah. but Jericho, in my eyes, is God. And Jericho gets everything and everyone over. Mm. Look at what he did for the big show of all people when the big show was stale as you could get at that point. And then him and Chris Jericho were on this mad run as a tag team where the big show has probably never been as over consistently as he was during that period. Look at the fucking list. You know, it's Kevin Owens been as over since he was with Jericho as well? Mm. Uh, I'm confident. So, Ben, my initial reaction to the swagger stuff was exactly the same as yours. It's like, oh, my God, this is the big debut that you're revealing on this show. And Mm. the camera, yeah, really does focus on swagger. Mm. The one thing I'll say for it is when I saw him next to Jericho, when I saw the way Jericho was presenting him, and when you look at Swagger's facials, the way he's moving around the ring and the way he's acting, it's not like this Jack Swagger from WWE. There's a little bit more of a kind of badass sort of edge to it. And also, I've never seen him come across as so big either.
1: Mm. Is that a he looks taller is? Is that a than big, I've is
0: ever seen him look before. Okay, so think about it this way. It's not the probably the best position to put him on in the first show, but... I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep an open mind to it because the first week was good, okay? I think to myself, you're in this company that are on TV, okay? You want to make a mark. This isn't Lucha Underground. This is not TNA. This isn't just... It's not five-star <laughs> Oh, yeah,
2: five-star.
0: It should just be a payday. I wonder if you work up with Jericho, you've got to work your fucking ass off Mm. to get this stuff over because he's invested in this. He wants this to get over. He's he's in for the fight on this one. Mm. And you look at what the big show says about Jericho when he was teaming with him. They said they were never friends before, and over that time he became one of his best friends and gave him the best advice he's ever received in wrestling and all the rest of it, right? I'm convinced Jericho can make this work, and what I'd like to see is not swagger as any sort of main eventer or someone that's booked in long matches – but I'd like to see him work a slightly different style. Rather than do all his athletic stuff, I'm going to bring it up again. I'd like to see him go full Oklahoma and look at Oklahoma's <laughs> last great wrestler, Steve Williams, and turn himself into a fucking slugger because he looked like a bit of a badass, the way he was moving around the ring in there. Uh, there was some stuff I quite liked about what he was doing, and I'd never seen him really move like that before. I'd never seen him hold his facials like that before either. And if he's able to reinvent himself and become a bit more of a brawler possibly, and then once Jericho loses the belt, if you could turn them into this brawler tag team, I'm kind of open to it. I'm kind of open to see where this goes. Yeah, I wanted to see CM Punk debut. Yeah, this is a downgrade on CM Punk. But... Mm -hmm. I'm not as immediately down on it. Yeah, I get the TNA comparison, but the TNA comparison, usually it was someone coming in looking like they were going to be just doing their WWE thing again. This didn't come across like that at all. Yeah. The faction was interesting at the end. Yeah, the main event was angle heavy. I didn't think you needed a great match from this main event. I thought you'd established enough in the show, you had enough good wrestling, and you got your main feuds booked stemming from this and I thought that was absolutely fine it felt like a good ending of Nitro with an NWO beat down back in the day and I, I said, 97 yeah and I was, I Every was Nitro in 97. Right. and oh, yeah. if this is built into some sort of war games down the line as well awesome. looks like it'll be a fun war games to me
2: that's it. I'm willing to give it time to... If, if we get the Bruiser Jericho Swagger tag team, I'll eat my words on Swagger. If... I thought the way you were going to go there, Joe, if as well, like I say, with, with Swagger, if, like you say, they present him differently, they've gone with the heavy, he's MMA fighter, Jake Hager, we should probably start calling him that, if they go down that route, and if they... I'm not as big on the size thing for you, I feel like he makes everyone else look small, which isn't great, but you can make that part of his character, can't you? You can make him be like the monster that he never has been in the past. I just, I don't know, mm. with him... It's intangible,
0: this sticks out. Yeah,
2: but I think with him, though, the other, the problem is always going to be, it's whether Bellator and his MMA stuff is his focus and wrestling is as secondary as it's felt for him for the past couple of years, but well, maybe, you know, they see something in him that, that, that we don't, and maybe there's a, there's a hunger in him. But he certainly looks better now. He doesn't look uh, as washed up as he did on, uh, on Lucha and Impact. He looks like he's uh, he's up for the uh, for the for big uh, the big TV shot. Uh, maybe they can't pull something out of that. But yeah, it was just, mm. you know, focus like I said, focusing on him. I like the stable in principle, but again, big heel stables is also very impact as well. But if they do it right, yeah. they give him a good name. Jericho, like you say, runs with it. Um I think we could be in for something interesting. And I think as well, you pitch them against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and the the elite in general, you kind of find finding a way to acknowledge that on T V as well and making them a, a group in, in canon. Um I think that works too.
0: And there's a lot of different ways you can go with this. I've, I'm not going to go through all my fantasy booking that I was doing afterwards, but <laughs> there are certain scenarios I was thinking of that make sense. Um, and I think there are a different direction. You can go, look, let's go back to the TNA point very quickly. Look, this isn't the 11, the 11, the 11, or whatever <laughs> that <laughs> shite JP made me watch the other day that I didn't see in 2011. Oh, oh this one we watched it a couple of Oh, we put it on before we recorded a couple of weeks in the show. me I mean, hey, it was fucking awful. <laughs> and it's not, it's not the main event mafia of the guys who were living off former glories, right, from WCW. Like, this isn't one of those TNA factions. Yeah, I get the TNA comparison. But Jericho is relevant, and he's managed to keep himself relevant. And he is in this. He is invested in this. No one who was ever in a faction in TNA had any investment in T&A as a company. They were picking up a paycheck. Let's be completely honest there. Uh, so I, I think when you contextualise this, I'm more confident about it. And I'm, I think it will work. I'm quietly confident. Actually, I'm not even quietly confident. I'm fucking confident. <laughs>
2: Do you see them uh, continuing on now? I mean, the ratings are obviously great news. They... Killed mm. NXT 1.409 uh viewers uh on their show to NXT's uh eight hundred and ninety-one thousand. They killed them. Five hundred thousand difference, pretty much, uh in the ratings. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna be like Smack like SmackDown? I think is initial, you know, intrigue and it's gonna it's gonna crash back down to earth again. Do you think AEW are gonna be I mean they put out a good enough show to I wouldn't say you know it doesn't sound like To me, from the feedback I've read everywhere and the other podcasts I've listened to and just the general fan reaction to it, I can't see many of those 1.4 million people dropping off. I suppose it's like you said earlier, JP, it's going to be the the weeks and months uh, ahead whether they uh, they can do that. But still, what an achievement.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you asked us at the end of the last show what rating we thought, and, <laughs> yeah. you know... It's, Did it's 600,000 or something? I'm sure yeah. I
2: said that. <laughs> Half
3: a million was what the industry had said. I think we had oh kind of all gone under a million yeah. or something around that. So this was much better than that. And obviously TNT are going to be very excited about that. And that's really the kind of... That's going to be... The big future for them is how much are TNT going to see in this? How much are they going to do the cross promotion when they've got NBA games? And you're talking about things like Golden State Warriors and uh, the LA Lakers. If they've got games involving them, they're pushing all all elite wrestling. That is that's a big big deal because that's the demo you're wanting to hit. And I mean, Voice of Voice of Wrestling flagship did a great um, episode and this, going through a lot of the demo stuff. And while and I have said on this is like you've got to be quite measured about it and looking at the demo stuff is you've got to look at how this is over a couple of months and what's happening with that. Are you cultivating that audience? But for me, one of the biggest stories was the fact that the demo of what they got for 18 to 34, I think, was the same as what they normally get for raw. Hmm. So there was an element of this was appealing to younger people. And you know, I've got a bit of anecdotal evidence when I was watching some of it with my son he was looking at it and he was interested. He was like, this looked different. The crowd looked hot. The first thing he said is he'd saw, see me watching NXT as well. And he was just like, I looks much better than NXT. Yeah. And he, again, like, you know, he pointed out the ref thing as well. He was like, why didn't the ref disqualify when Moxley came in? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. But, That's really where it's going to be. It's that battle for that younger demographic because that's what gets your advertisers. Once you've got those in, you're kind of getting a much more sort of prestige product. And if you're getting good advertisers linked with it as well, hot advertisers, there's real stuff that you can do with it. I think NXT only won in like the 50 plus demographic. Mm. And the thing about this is
0: that, um, they're probably just remembering all that studio based wrestling from their U Farm well, in the Carolinas or something and reminiscing.
3: No, that's it. Is it I mean, but if you're TNT, the presentation of this looks like something you're gonna want to go along with. Yeah. TNT logos Fox, everywhere. Yeah. And I think if you're TNT, when it comes to that cross promotion with the other shows, getting people to appear on Conan O'Brien's talk show and the rest of it, this is the kind of stuff that actually like and I think you know we we've all said it. I think you said it earlier on, Joe. It's the kind of stuff you could watch with a non wrestling fan and not be embarrassed by, and that's really important. Yeah. And the thing is, when I find myself watching Fox and especially SmackDown on this this week, and when I started watching the Hell in the Cell main event, it was like this is embarrassing.
0: It's depressing as well. It's, it's it, very, I, very. I, I feel just horrible. I feel kind of dirty watching anything yeah. WWE. But outside of NXT, watching any main roster WWE, I just feel I don't feel nice. Well, it makes me feel like shit.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think part of I would also say as well in terms of this audience, in terms of the ratings, AEW need to just not. If it goes down to one point one, don't panic. The idea is you're gonna try. You've got to try and kind of establish what kind of show it is Let NXT first panic. of all.
2: Let Vince panic because he will.
3: Let, well well, that whole company doesn't necessarily have ideas. What they have is an over is just immediate overreaction. That's what they do. They see something, they shit themselves and then all of a sudden it's just like they have to panic to it so they'll be looking at those core hour things trying to read t- far too much into them at this stage and make stupid decisions oh, based on yeah. that because, again, that's what you did during the Monday Night Wars. And
0: release kind of empty statements as well. <laughs> next morning.
2: That was brilliant, like a conceded defeat in a in a very polite way. Like, they tried everything as well, like they tried to, yeah. like, do the minimal com- commercials, they, like, went over, they did, like, an overrun, didn't they? They did everything, everything yeah. they could. And then they had to eat shit and put, yeah, put that statement out, as you said, Joe. Uh, congratulating uh, AEW on their rating. I love it. And I love that there's, uh, what I also love as well like the real winners about- were the fans. <laughs> I mean, in a way, that's true.
3: But yeah, it's shitty Well, the real so. winners are the fans who don't <laughs> waste their time watching shite like Raw and SmackDown. But there's a 1. They're 5 the real million- fucking
2: winners. 1.5 million of them. I think that's... that. I love that. Because like... The other thing I I always thought about... That's an audience. Remember the Monday Night Wars where they like Raw would do like 4 million and Nitro would do like 5 and there'd be like allegedly 9 million people watching wrestling on a Monday night. And I I always felt like a lot of people were being double counted there and people, there were never 9 million, there were probably like 6 or 7. But we know at least there's 1.5 million people who are willing to watch decent wrestling on a wednesday yeah. night in the us and we don't do we have any information on the uk airings? i don't think we do you'd be the man to ask JP, just i just checked
3: think... tonight it's it's only up to the 29th of september so, so we
0: record next week yeah, yeah basically by about awesome.
3: the 14th the Think Box is the site I use to get the ratings if anybody's wanting to look on there. So Thinkbox will probably
0: have it around about the 14th. It, it'll break on Twitter, I'm sure, when the yeah. rating's out, if anything. So we'll, we'll know straight away. Yeah. It is interesting, though, because everyone I actually speak to in my kind of personal life about wrestling, who has been a wrestling fellow still watches wrestling, watch this. And everyone's reaction has been positive mm. towards this everyone I've spoken to has enjoyed the show, saw lots of positives of the show, realised that what they were doing was promoting wrestlers and Mm -hmm. wrestling. And everyone I know and speaks of wrestling about wants wrestling. They don't want pseudo-American horror story bollocks from their wrestling and really bad comedy. And we didn't get any of that here and uh, you know there's the fear that the bucks and kenny may get some of their comedy in but ultimately those guys pride themselves on great wrestling as well Mm. being great wrestlers Mm. so let's just hope this continues because i I, i've said before and here i think i'm over tv wrestling maybe i wasn't maybe i just hadn't been excited by it and i had a great tv product to watch for a long Mm. time i'm not saying this is going to be great but week one certainly got me the most excited I've been over any TV wrestling in years. For, a,
3: for As you mentioned, Beno, there's 1.5 million people who don't want to watch it. There is an audience out there. There's something WWE can't accept who just don't want to see their presentation of wrestling. Yeah. And so you know, that's what I am. It's incredibly tired. And they're yearning for something different. And this is different. And different is something that WWE can't inherently deliver. And they're not capable of the kind of change that would require them to do it. So, again, we'll keep an eye on this. Like, my my theory would be that WWE just hot shot. You know, they've got a draft this week. It'll mean fuck all in three months, obviously. They'll, you know, they'll bring out big stars. They'll go down a nostalgia route because that's what they do. And that 50-plus demo, they'll, they'll keep that very much in check. Hmm. but they're not going to do anything essentially different. And, and it was lovely to see Joe just said something
2: different. Hmm. Definitely. Um, I suppose uh, one quick thing. I mean, it's become a minor note now, but probably the fact that it launched uh, three weeks ago. But did you both watch NXT as well? Any overall thoughts on, uh, on that yeah. as, it, as it went head to head? over. I over?
0: thought it was a good show. Uh, Riddle Cole was the match of the week, if anything. That was yeah. an awesome match. Probably the best Riddle match I've seen in WWE. Mm. Um, the rest of the show was good. It mm. was easy to watch. It was wrestling based. It wasn't. As hot or as buzzworthy mm. or as forward-thinking or as progressive as AEW though, and also AEW looked way more impressive. Uh, the commentary was better, the presentation was better, but I still enjoyed NXT for what it was. But I don't feel a great inclination to be watching it every week. Yeah, I might dip in every now and then, mm. but. This isn't a product that feels like it's necessarily there for TV. It feels like it's the network product that is going to get shafted long term because it's probably going to suffer because it's not going to do the ratings that Mm -hmm. they want it to do. And that is a great shame because the best thing they have as a company and have had for many years is NXT. But hey, if they're willing to sacrifice it to try and uh, win a war, uh, well, the worst luck to them.
3: Well, I think of what Gra- what Gareth said when he said, actually, one of the shames of this Wednesday Night War is that the fact that it's NXT that is the one that's yeah. possibly going to end I'm up suffering. Raw. Yeah. Exactly. I'm if bad. there's a problem that deserves to suffer more than anything else, it's raw. <laughs> it really does. Like, honestly, you know, people, someone was. say it's not good for the industry. It's an absolute pile of, try fucking watching it. Like, watching YouTube clips is hard enough. We watched a YouTube clip oh earlier on of God. Bobby Lashley and Lana.
1: <laughs>
3: what the fuck you is... What is going on in that I've place? seen bits That's and it. pieces.
0: Oh, right. Why is Lana having an affair with Bobby Lashley? Was there any build to this? Did she just turn up on this TV? This is the and bad just... Heyman.
2: This is the bad Paul Heyman. Like, people, people want to quickly credit yeah, Paul Heyman this for the good gang stuff. Was yeah. Have you
0: ever seen um, The Ringmaster, the film with Jerry Springer?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: Ah, oh, it's a cracking film. It's hilarious. Prime Springer, and in that, um, Jamie Lee Presley has an affair with this black bloke called Mm Damon, and all I was thinking was, has whoever wrote this storyline, or Desmond, I think his name is, has whoever wrote this storyline watched The Ringmaster 20 years late and decided that Lana and Bobby Lashley should have an affair, because it'll be like that Ringmaster (laughs) film. Fucking awful. And the music that starts playing, this whole overproduction thing of playing music over this mystery clip is just getting out of control. It's so fucking bad. But also, another point I wanted to make about these Raw clips we watched, they managed to make Tyson Fury look uncharismatic. Like, I thought that was impossible. They managed to achieve the impossible, but in the worst way possible. Like, Tyson Fury, when building a fight, is great. Tyson Fury, when entering an arena for one of his fights, is fucking awesome, right? Tyson Fury in a WWE ring doing a scripted promo where he's got a hit lines. They are just the worst company. They don't know how to help themselves mm. when they've got a charisma magnet right there. And they killed tyson fury for me in one night like a guy who's had an awful well he said some awful things at this time but in the last year he's managed to rehabilitate his image in the last couple of years probably the best way possible mental health advocate regrets the comments he made about homosexuals years ago right he's come across really well in the press he comes across great in his fight build right this was just like why are you doing this mate obviously money but he should be going in there, all guns blazing, saying, "I'm doing Tyson Fury," and they basically tried to just recreate Vincent. Uh, sorry, Tyson and Austin. But it didn't feel organic. It didn't feel interesting. And these the same pull apart that they've used countless times. Mm. And the crowd were just dead for it because they know what it is and they know that this is fake. They know that there's nothing organic about this because they've just thrown it out there without any semblance of build, any rivalry. And who wants to see Tyson I want to see Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder again. I want to see Tyson Fury and Joshua at a sold-out Wembley Stadium. I'd even consider going. But fuck me. I don't want to see him against Braun Strowman in Saudi fucking
1: Arabia. <laughs>
0: It's like we're all getting in the air. Anthony Joshua's fighting Andy Ruiz over there. So yeah. Fury's off out there. They get the Saudi money as well. Uh,
2: yeah. Love it. Oh. <laughs> we should talk to him to be more, Joe. I, I enjoy it. it he uh, brings up <laughs> the old rap joke. <laughs> I just hate
0: it. Do, I really do.
3: do are any of us positive about <laughs> Finn Balor coming back over to NXT? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what if, is it you described Finn Balor as?
3: I compared him to... Uh, I mean, I couldn't give a shit about him, and I kind of compared to how I feel about. Do you remember Ray Houghton, Beno? Uh,
2: no.
3: Used to play for Liverpool. Um, most famous in Irish football history because he scored oh, against England in Euro eighty
1: eight, right, and Italy time. in um, nineteen
3: ninety four World Cup. And you know, absolute Kyle hero.
2: Uca should have at been on his point.
3: line. Yeah, yeah, he should have been on his line. I mean. It, God, as someone who watched those games, and anyone who watched those games at the time, they were a hard fucking watch. Well, less so in 88, 90. A lot of revisionist history going on there. Anyway, digress. But a lot of the time, seen as this big like, hero of Irish football, synonymous some of the greatest moments. Now, for me... You sort of see like Balor, I kind of think of, you know, as Irish, you know, this great wrestler who was also Irish. And I know you're you're not so keen on it, but there's a lot of sort of integral moments in Irish wrestling history that that kind of belongs to him, particularly in terms of how he made it in Japan. Yet now at this point, it's just like I've got zero interest in him. Much in the same way with Ray Houghton does commentary, he just talks shite. Trying to defend people who are his old mates and talk about not tactical stuff, just heart and spirit and other bollocks like that. And so, in this sense, Ballard, you know, very much the guy on a yes man. He's, you know, he's settled down. He's taking that big money. He's viewed as a locker room leader. Is he? Apparently so. Yeah. It's something I read once. <laughs> um, and then, not but there's an no, but I've got no actual interest in him. And I have to say, I kind of... I hear the music. I don't ever want to hear it again. If that demon shite comes out as well, I don't fucking... That absolute wank can get in the bin along with Bray Wyatt. And <laughs> oh, that mask. Also... I preferred the mask that Bloke was wearing when he was um, having a Tommy Tank at the start of Mindhunter Series 2. <laughs> I prefer that, and that fiend
0: shite. Yeah. I... Pre- uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> what was I going to... There was a... Po- oh, that Finn Balor music as a surprise... In a promotion, it's so, just something I've heard too much. Progress, ICW, OTT, it's just not a surprise. Like, oh, this fucking surprise NXT UK yeah. Oh, yeah, NXT UK, just ah.
2: Oh. <laughs> while we're on the subject, would you like to do? I like to know something else that's going to wind you up, Joe.
0: Ah, oh, can I go home soon?
2: <laughs> Guess what I found out this talk
0: week. Tag me, Can I just go home? Yes. I, need, I need to shower <laughs> and go to bed. <laughs>
2: The, those big user tag league Joe uh, WXW announced the next in, inductees to their hall of fame. Robbie Brookside. Okay. <laughs> it is. They showed him on the big screen in his WWE tracksuit, and literally, I think like four different people went to be. Oh, Joe, if Joe was here, it'd be fuming. <laughs> I just laugh. Frankie Sloans next. <laughs> Did- was it? Did he get a big cheer? He got a bit of a reaction. I mean, he he's got the history in WXW has and he's been going over for years. But we've done yeah. our <laughs> Robbie Brookside run before, after he's, yeah. He's the he's a bit like Regal, and he's the legend that never was, uh, in my opinion. Uh, mm. Regal though has got far more in his locker than uh, than Robbie. Yeah, remember, do you remember all those classic Robbie Brookside matches that that everyone everyone raves about? Yeah.
0: Well, these were the like football team. players you never saw play. You could look at their records and be like, fucking hell, he scored a fair few. Dixie Deed, he scored a fair <laughs> few goals. Oh, day, that's didn't fighting
3: it. talk to you, Ben. There's a statue around the corner from his house. I'm saying,
0: I can accept that he was probably a legend and a great player his in day, his time. look at the records. Yeah. Whereas Robbie Brookside, I'm like, just a bloke with long hair <laughs> who he likes heavy metal, who he did a bit of wrestling in front of no crowds because British wrestling was on, was on Video dead. Diaries. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, the Bro- Brookside Diaries, good documentary. Yeah, was the yeah, German yeah, yeah. in that no.
2: as well, doesn't he? Um, I'm pretty sure Is that part of the documentary. He'll do
0: his speech in German as well because he can speak it, can't he?
2: Mm, there you go. Yeah, he's gonna be like he did. Remember we watched the uh like this time uh, in March we watched the uh, the co-opted uh performance center video with him talking some that corporate
0: piece yeah. of shite. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any of that yeah. this
2: time, so that's <laughs> at least good. But yeah, I thought thought that'd make you laugh him going into the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want me to talk about the week? I'll talk about it briefly, but, like, I'm going to... We're going to talk... Myself and James, you're going to do a show at some point and talk about mm-hmm. it in a lot more detail as he was there. But, yeah, I can tell you about the weekend in general, if you like, the uh, the, the cursed weekend. Uh, there was lots of uh, talent problems going in. and flu was going around. Like I said earlier, I was hit by it a couple of days. Even the lights went out at ambition. Uh This weekend was cursed. Like, I don't... I don't think as far as big WXW weekends go, as far as the actual content of the shows, this was probably one to miss. There were definitely some shining lights of moments, but I think when you have as much bad luck as WXW has and the tag league format, and it wasn't even a league this year, sorry, the tag tournament format kind of fell apart there's only so much you can do when A-Kid and Carlos Romo get called over to your good friends at WWE uh, to work a dark match and for A-Kid to do that that that, that the, the match on the actual TV show as well. Uh, at least he did turn up to ambition. But once you pull them, once you pull Walter to do your uh, Imperium angle with uh, with Gallus you're going to have problems. And obviously there were the other teams that that didn't turn up, you know, Eddie Kingston couldn't make it over famously. And there were other cancellations that, that obviously weren't WWE's fault as well. Uh, But they were all always going to be uh, on a, on a bad path, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. It's, it sounds like, yeah. What was the, what was the net benefit of a lot of them being taken out of it? Mm. Really, ultimately. I mean, that wasn't A Kid, though, involved in some sort of angle at the tapings with Cassius Ono and Tyler yeah, Bate?
2: They did at least have him do that, have his match with I think it was yeah. Cassius Ono. So at least there's a reason. And, you know, he made it over to Ambition as well. Uh, but no, yeah. no, again, not every problem is WWE led. Like obviously, Mark Davis was injured as well. It was just like a a storm of things that. And, and WWE, in apologies, sent over uh, Oni Larkin and, uh, and Danny Birch as well. So at least there was that, too. Uh, were they good? You know what? They were good value over the weekend, but they weren't. I think you probably heard Will Cooling say this on his PW Torch podcast, as you've obviously got mm. a subscription, JP. Um, they, yes, <laughs> they, did, they did. They weren't the big stars that I think they were maybe hoping for. Like a lot of this weekend was built around because the the tag team fell apart. Uh, to such a degree and they lost so many so many teams you know again not all uh, through WWE through other means as well it became like a tournament where they were trying to get like younger guys over and oh yeah they tried, but I don't know. I think you're gonna find other podcasts and other people, and maybe James will be one of them who are more positive on that than I am. I didn't think the teams that were, were there to step up did step up. Uh, they got a tag team, the Pretty Bastards, who we saw hanging around in the uh, the nightclub at the after party. JP, uh, yeah,
3: the two blokes who were who were um, yeah doing the photo shoot. I wasn't actually really what Fuck,
2: I mean, uh, people were ironically liking them, but they they would I mean, they win the entire, spoiler, they win the entire tag tournament and they couldn't look more bang average. They've only been around in the Big SW, I believe it's about 18 months, something like that. Uh, and they look, they look every bit of that experience level. They're not ready for the big time. Every match they had, uh, as far as I was concerned, was bang average. They've got the Page Club that they're trying to get over as, as, as a new act. Um, Ivan Kiev and Pete Bouncer. Remember how over Pete Bouncer was uh, when yeah. they were doing the, the, the rise turn and that was, you know, the the talk of, of WXW. Well, now he, he wanders around in a knockoff Bullet Club t-shirt with gloves with skeleton bones on um, and, and a purge mask. That's basically this team. Bang average as fuck. He and, sounds like an incel. Oh, you know what? That's kind of what they're going for. Baseball bats as yeah. well. Like, they were... Like, the, the opening, like, I was... There are a lot of things I'm going to say positive about. And again, obviously, they were under a really difficult situation considering the amount of pullouts, but... Night one was was a really bad night, I thought, as far as... The, it was the worst night of any of the weekend as we've been to. And it was wow night where I was, you know, not only missing YouTube, but I was thinking, you know what? I, I almost wish I hadn't came. This is not looking good as a tournament. Like the, the best thing on night one, I gave it 3.75 on grapple was Jonathan Gresham and Flamita. Outside of the tournament, Bandido, another person who got pulled through injury. Um, so Flamita was there as a singles against Gresham. That was great. But in the tournament, they put the pretty bastards over uh, Absolute Andy and Jay Skillet and they put the Purge Club over Sheldon Floyd, or Kyle Fletcher and Lucky Kid in a tournament Whoa. that was desperate for star power. However you feel about those wrestlers, it's not a cool hour have made. And I feel like it was the- maybe... Oh, go ahead. The Purge Club. The Purge Club. It's so bad. I,
0: I, the, the purge is an interesting concept for a film but it's fucking shit
2: it's an icw stable is what it is there's a purge in icw yeah there, as i know um uh, yeah they were they were so bad i think they made a couple of bad calls on this night one putting these teams through and i think a lot of it is they wanted to do more angles with the purge club and and lucky kid as they would throughout the weekend and i believe absolute andy was carrying an injury but still uh the tournament could not afford it and yeah there was a there was this, the workhorsemen who were great over the weekend. Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake had probably their worst match of the weekend against the anti-fun police that you were the hated. And they're good at
3: bowling as well, by the way, because I know you were bowling on the alley next to them, weren't you? They
2: were on our they were on our lane. They were uh, They were our opponents, yeah. the workhorsemen. That J.D. Drake, he's like a walking bowling ball. He's. Uh, he is quite yeah. the bowler. He was great across the weekend. He really was. But, yeah, just to, to paint the picture, like I say, this night one was just... Full of just really bang average tag matches. David Starr and Norman Harass, who's like a young guy coming up uh, against the Crown. Alexander James mm. and Jan Simmons are no longer a team anymore. I've got no patience for Jan Simmons. I think he's massively shit. overrated amongst the, uh, the the fans of WXW, mainly because he's he's nice to the Europeans, um, <laughs> nice to the non Germans. Sorry, I think that's the main reason he's over. Yeah, that was that was pretty shit. And I thought the arrows are hungry had the match against violence forever i gave that three stars on grapple they're a three-star team they did a nice dive uh off the off the you know the big the, the press pit that where we where we are at the top yeah uh, it was a really cool dive from i believe icarus from there which was very impressive but it was probably the most interesting thing in this match they're just i don't know i i, I always just thought you know they were, when they were
0: decent no, in rev pro they were all right in rev pro all, all right I don't know all right as the
2: worst. kind of a three
0: star team though like. Yeah they are decent matches unlike like, Cockpit yeah. and stuff. Lemington. Oh, but... show against
3: two unlimited. Oh, yeah your yeah. favorite taxi. <laughs> the honor- they,
2: they made it through to the final didn't they for things. Yeah well I, I asked them about it I was talking to them about, uh, when we did the the press stuff about the Rev Pro stuff and it was kind of weird cuz on the one hand they were like well yeah we uh we don't work Rev Pro anymore and that's not that's not our decision. That's kind of all he said, and a couple of us, kind of in the corner, were thinking, "Oh, is this maybe a WWE thing?" But then they were out outras- about uh, WWE tryouts they that, and they said that no, there's been no contact, and that they they're not, they're clearly not WWE contracted guys, you can infer from that. So, I don't know. Do you think something happened with Andy Q? Do you think it's another Chris Ridgeway situation that's uh, that's drove? Mm-hmm
1: who
0: knows possibly.
3: possibly could be could be as simple as the cost of bringing them over and maybe not being able to get enough bookings for them on the over the weekend possibly. as well i'm mean, gonna have to say that they, they're one of the teams that could benefit from an extended run yeah and o- they were over
0: getting here. over when they were over here as well the crowd enjoyed him at the copy, mm-hmm. but at the same time why do you need him when you got the great okana rampage round <laughs> as your new oh, text.
3: That is, i want to see that yeah Although that there. there's if I'm, MK's I, I not there, it. we can't have our, our hat-eating bet, though, can yeah, we? Get him
0: back just for the... Uh, just get MK back, let him get squashed, because I think he's off. Which but. means
3: you've got to eat the dead man ink, can't uh, uh, No,
0: that bet it's... was, you know, void. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 oh,
2: is the
0: bet not alive again? I was I'll, eat a, I'll eat a roast dinner out of a hat if you want.
3: Just <laughs> you eating a roast dinner is perhaps enough out of a
0: hat mm. I'll, uh, I won't go from full, a Toby
3: Carvery roast dinner
0: I won't go full Paddy Ash down, but okay. I'll, I'll eat my hat
1: Wait,
3: well, a
0: hat, <laughs> but I'll eat ro- i get a Toby Carvery i look like a fucking weirdo uh, <laughs> by eating a roast dinner out of a hat if, if you want okay. I don't mind that Um, But what was I going to say? Um, Good to see the great O'Karm back. Sorry, Ben, I'm distracted from WXW. (laughs) I I missed the cockpit. I played football instead because the cart looked bloody awful. And I was slightly gutted that I missed the return of the great (laughs) (laughs) O'Karm.
2: Uh, to be honest, after Night Water to XW, I was kind of thinking I would even I'd be rather watching that cockpit show. But <laughs> things did improve. It did get better. Like the if I believe I I heard a, a rumour that maybe uh, some words were had with the roster and I think the team in general kind of pulled together to, to make things better and yeah, it wasn't an entire washout because day two was a lot better. We had a had a really, really uh, good tag team match in Danny Burch and only Lorcan against the Workhorsemen. Uh, as I mm. mentioned earlier, JD Drake is good. He's is a brawler. He, you know what? From now on, he's the real James Drake. Uh, the the one team of mm. Zach Gibson that is now the man I will refer, refer to as the fake James Drake. Because everything you said earlier, Joe, about like a a big kind of hoss character that you want, that's what JD Drake is. He's like a he's a throwback to the, the like the the country style, you know, Stan and Larry, and kind of wrestlers and he's got so much personality Anthony Henry's really good in ring as well and makes a good partner for him I believe are they feuding in Evolve now is that a thing if anyone watches Evolve I don't know JP, I don't than if you've seen anything, uh, oh, any of no. this stuff against each other at all. But absolutely if, no. If they are no. continuing it... as a team anyway, they're fantastic. They're really great. Um, they had a really, really good semi-final match with with Berchin and Lorcan. It kind of it was sad that it ended in that in Berchin and Lorcan going over because I would have liked to see the workhorsemen in the final, but. Uh, they still got the... You, you kind of got your Danny Burch on your Lock and holding out the hands up at the end of it type of stuff and, and putting them over. So I suppose there's that if you're into that uh, that condescending uh, WWE talent putting it over the indie guys, indie, indie, indie the independents aren't their promo type stuff. Uh, you kind of got that too. But yeah, that was probably the best of the tag matches throughout the weekend. There wasn't really a huge amount else to, to write home on night two from the actual tag tournaments itself. But it was home to... match of the weekend and on grapple i gave it four and a half stars and uh, i would say once this thing goes out on vod watch it you're probably not going to give it four and a half stars but timothy thatcher and bobby guns for the wxw title this was the Mm. wxw that i came out to visit this was why i was here this was the atmosphere that you get nowhere else for tim thatcher and the type of atmosphere that will sweep up even someone jaded like me into giving it four and a half stars when, you know, I'm not the biggest Timothy Thatcher fan in the world, especially watching on VOD. But as you've both seen in the past, when you're in the turban and Allah, and mm. Timothy Thatcher comes out and the fans get the the chance going for him, he comes across like the absolute biggest star in the room. And yeah, he definitely did here.
3: Yeah, that seemed to be, of all the stuff that came up over the weekend, that was the one definitely that we were saying tonight Yeah, we really go out of our way to to see as much as anything else. It
0: looks like moment of the weekend and really the only thing that I will probably watch from the weekend, to be honest. It
2: it was one of those matches where, like, Yeah, Mm -hmm. everyone in the building was living or dying by him winning. Like, they did an extended thing with him going for, like, a a double underhook, you know, that that suplex that he does. And finally, when he hit it, everyone's going for it. They they load the great kickouts with... Bobby Guns being like the now the biggest heel in the building, which is kind of strange compared to however he was uh, in the past with the travel and fans. Uh, but they really pull you into it. It was a proper like emotional roller coaster. When you've got me standing at the top of the stairs, jumping up and down, hugging Will Cooling, you know that it's, gonna, <laughs> that it's, it's a big moment and I've bought into the moment. Cause yeah. Thatcher couldn't have come across as more of a star, and it couldn't have been more of a big emotional moment. This was the the good WXW. This was them pulling the trigger at the exact right moment on the right guy, and really considering everything else going on WX, in WXW right now, he's the guy that you that you do want to put your belt on.
3: Yeah. He definitely seems like he's the most rock-solid choice for them to go with at this point in time. And, and, you know, you know the types of matches you're going to get, you also know the consistency level you're going to get, and you know that he's over with that fan base. So, yeah, makes sense, and it seems to me that they built with the right time in order to get that uh, one of the better places to get that kind of reaction as well
2: oh definitely definitely and against the right guy as well considering how over bobby guns has been you know with the the guns bobby guns chance and the daft punk song Mm. he's somebody really suffers from the music change joe you would have loved it uh the schadenfreude team came out to the crappy progress cck song uh there was a lot of bad music across (laughs) the weekend unfortunately we asked them about it in the press stuff and then the wxw line seems to be that they think the atmosphere is just as good with the air uh, but the different music oh it's not. fuck off i know it's not we yeah. i think we have to as aunt has said it is. it is uh, it's yeah. like watching an
0: episode of Newsnight where these tories just spout the party line you just yeah. know
2: that i didn't like well, yeah. that i didn't like yeah i think uh, off camera
0: they're just going oh it yeah. out." Oh, why am i saying this
2: yeah. yeah you've got to admit that yeah it, definitely things aren't the same uh, and tim thatcher's kind of more generic theme that he's got now wasn't wasn't didn't matter a huge amount for the big moment, but still, yeah, I kind of miss uh, singing his own theme. Um, but yeah, that was really the highlight of the weekend on night two, night three. There's not a huge amount, I would say. People should go out go out to the way to see. Um, Thatcher had a solid first title defense against Jonathan Gresham, gave that three point five on Grapple. Ilya Dragunov had a solid match against David Starr, where, surprise, surprise, David Starr lost to another NXT UK guy. Saw people going as high as four on that on Grapple. I uh, gave that 3.5 not a great uh, weekend for David Starr in general. Um, losing Eddie Kingston from the tag tournament and basically being fodder once again to a NXT UK guy here does fill me with a bit of dread and it does coalesce some of uh, our suspicions about where exactly mm. David Starr is headed next or, or if it's just a case of David Starr's the guy promotions put in there against WWE guys and then once you put him in against the WWE guy and you ring up Billy Regal and say okay we're on a, we want to put a, a guy over earlier his name's David Starr you're always going to get the answer no either way he, he's not coming across great right now because basically in every promotion under the sun he's losing these big matches
0: well he stepped at a belt and I've just, just had a thought. do you reckon the reason Regal doesn't have a night family is because Paige let someone spunk on her belt <laughs>
1: Could
2: be. Now he's, a a he's a bit of a belt bark.
0: He's a bit of a belt bar, kiddie. He, you know he's what? He's that <laughs> angry about someone treading on this sacred belt. Mm.
3: Yeah, He's I was going to say, it seems to be the best thing that Star did all weekend was the podcast with Will about US politics. <laughs> I was listening. I listened Ooh. to that. That was Ooh, very much that. my fucking wheelhouse. I saw it so
2: disappear you
3: know. to go. Where and can do I hear that? that? If you want to have a look, it's on. If you, it's it on the. It could be said, yeah. if you search Oh, I'll have a listen to that. Yeah, very, it's, I was there annoyed, frankly, that I wasn't there to take part in the conversation. Apparently. And, and jealousy, but he was a great, it was, he did an absolutely bang up job like Will does with all of his audio. So yeah, oh, yeah. Whatever, so- if you like that
2: stuff listen to it i saw them disappear during the media center to go and do that and apparently will uh, mentioned uh, your name to david star and, and J- david star said oh yeah i remember jp of course he does oh. Everyone remembers JP." Uh, <laughs> but yeah we'll get yeah, you exactly. david Starr gave star another time doing something um but yeah definitely definitely listen to that if you haven't but yeah that was probably david star's best contributions of the weekend unfortunately <laughs> he does seem to be a bit of a, a forgotten man right now even if they are you know trying to build this uh this earlier your story, um but yeah, I mean, as far as yeah, the the weekend goes really it 's that match on day two that you want to check out. Day three was largely built around an angle, like i said the tag the tag tournament itself kind of fell apart, I think it being a tournament kind of allowed them to maybe reshuffle things a little bit more. They were saying that in the media panels as well and turn it basically into a big angle because the, the final essentially was that. Uh, I gave it two on grapple because it, it wasn't very good. And essentially Damn, the, uh, Jesus. The, 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 the team, I think it's more that I just can't stand the pretty bastards. Honestly, if you guys saw them work, uh, they're just bang average. They were in the final uh, in their with the Arrows of hungry and in there with Only Larkin and Danny Birch and after eliminating the Arrows of hungry they had Bobby Guns come out uh, and attack uh, L- uh, Birch and Larkin uh, it being a three way there's no DQ I've always hated that rule in wrestling Beatdown mm-hmm. went on for a for a very very long time uh I, it was there were very mixed kind of feelings in the building as to as to whether this came off well Norman Harris, who was the young baby face teaming with David star throughout at the weekend, allegedly came out for the save and then joined them in in their in their AEW best they uh they created the stable of uh, of Bobby Guns uh, out there with the uh, the Pretty Bastards and, uh, and and young Norman. All four of them smoking cigarettes during and after the beatdown, uh, and the, basically the big angle that was the main event uh, turned into uh, the Pretty Bastards
0: winning. Sounds like the, a bunch of teenagers on the back of the bike sheds or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was
0: it was a bit. I mean, Range Hill.
3: <laughs>
2: it was a bit Jericho different. leading them on. That's what they need for this stage.
0: <laughs> speaking the same thing, mate.
2: Yeah, I got it's funny talking to different people who were there. Some people love this. So I heard, I think it was Ian Hamilton, and I think other people were kind of saying, you know, if you're going to do, do not resuscitate, then, you know, do it right and do it in a main event way where you guys come across as, you know, top dogs. And to be fair, hmm. WXW... And don't book Spike Trevay. Yeah, don't book Spike Trevay. That's a good There we go. We've got a Spike Trevay in there. Um, don't book Spike Trevay. You get a... Oh, do book Spike Trevay, just using better than Progress maybe. But they kind of considering Bobby Guns is now this mega heel I like that they've got him as like the leader I think he'll be a good stable leader I, I kind of don't mind him having a like sleazy tag team behind him, even if I don't think pretty bastards were ready to win the entire tournament Norman Harass is kind of the white me babyface in this heel stable seems like an odd fit but you can't say you know whether I rate the people they've done it with or or, or don't you can't say WSW aren't at least trying to get some you know new characters over they're giving them you know they're putting everything behind them and giving them this big angle that was the you know the last thing anyone saw from this uh, big temple event so they've definitely put all their eggs in this basket and you know we'll see how it goes I suppose we all get the happy ending with uh, with Tim Thatcher on night two so we're always going to get a sad ending on night three WXW are, are good at doing that and yeah maybe it's uh, something that maybe come carrot time maybe not Joe but JP we can uh, when we uh, get back into wxw again we can see exactly uh how this thing uh, played out yeah
3: and we'll have a better yeah exactly have a good idea about what's worked and what hasn't by that point
2: definitely but yeah again i say as far as the weekend goes i'd still recommend people go uh, again you, you're feeling the uh the wwe kind of influence a little bit more uh the, the every time you go out there but it's still a worthwhile trip. It's still worth going out there and, you know, getting to go see like an ambition show. I was right on the ring, ring apron for that one. And, you know, being able to be that close to it, you know, a wrestler as good as Tim Thatcher's are uh, always fun. Uh, and getting to see, you know, a Daniel McCabe, have a, have a breakout tournaments uh, close up. He was a, he was a lovely bloke from the interviews, big fan of him. Fortunately, saw a kid do a Spanish fly in a shoot fight. So I wasn't as huge. a fan of that. But, mm, fuck know, off. Yeah, he did. It was in the, in the, it was in the final. And he went from that to the, to his submission, oh. submission yeah somebody needed to have a win guess
0: Suzuki i have been to kill
2: him he <laughs> <laughs> really should he really should come out and kill him uh, but you know get at least getting to see Tim Batcher up like was but that close was cool. The women's tournament was very good in the daytime, and I got to see a lot of wrestlers that maybe I hadn't seen a lot of. Russ, Russ Taylor looked good in that tournament, and and in general over the weekend got a hell of a look. Should be a von Eric that, that lads. The workhorsemen were brilliant both in bowling uh, and in the ring, and all and all. Yeah, it was a it was a fun weekend, uh, if not a huge amount of maybe graft grapple notable matches there but again i'd recommend people do the trip and i did it on my own this time and you can do it without spending much so you know if people can't afford to do maybe a further afar uh weekend or a wrestlemania weekend wxw is only there and it's always a a good weekend trip
3: yeah you did well you didn't get robbed you came back didn't lose any money success
0: (laughs) i'll take that
2: didn't wind up in belgium so that's a win uh, but anyway have, uh, i don't go- know, mate
0: the beer over there
2: <laughs> well the, the beer in germany is allegedly good but you know, i mean it, it definitely is good but you don't see a lot of it when you're in the turban hall or a lot so yeah maybe a little uh a little trip to, to belgium might have uh, might have been good maybe we can do that for a trip lads well, I, oh, I don't know about wrestling
0: maybe um i don't know belgian beer and and elect or standardly yeah,
2: standard, standard liège. Yeah, <laughs> That could be your, your stag, too, Jay, uh, Joe. Here we go. Yeah.
0: No, oh, you're planning it for me, are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No strippers. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah oh, God. Anything, yeah. No strippers. Uh, I
3: think with enough of the stories that we, between yourself and, uh, and between Gary, yeah, yeah, t- away from that kind of stuff. Definitely.
2: Uh, anything else you want to talk, or, uh, or are we done for a day?
3: That's yeah um
0: let's hit the road
2: yeah was,
3: there's other stuff we can go into next week mlw
0: we'll get there eventually i'm going home next week, I'm,
3: I'm next week. <laughs> no one's
0: bothered about mlw
3: i'm not i'm We're not going to talk about it now either. i'll talk about all it next right. week yeah. All right. All
0: right. yeah that's what i said <laughs> maybe but, next week jp
3: we'll see if other yeah. stuff doesn't come up i'll then. have forgotten it by then but there you go it's uh-huh. good watch it. it's on youtube
1: bye definitely
2: <laughs> right anyway plugs uh jp follow you can follow you at jp jp on twitter yeah uh, you can follow me at benson richardy e. follow the grapple app at grapple app and you know download the grapple app and join the uh 325 000 ratings that are on grapple um and join the conversation there you can rate all of the, the xw matches that i just talked about if uh, you did happen to be there the weekend or you do watching on vod uh and rate everything else that we talked about tonight but yeah uh, any idea what we'll talk about next week other than mlw oh God knows. MLW definitely.
0: There's New Japan. Is it Sunday or Monday? Oh, King of Pro Wrestling. Mm. Yeah, oh, bloody hell. That's a- come about quickly. AEW again. Yeah. I'm assuming. There you go. Update on the old wall. Yep.
3: We're not watching Friday Night SmackDown. No. No. <laughs> nope. Thank goodness for that.
2: None of that. So yeah, you can uh, look forward to all that and check us out next Monday night. See you, everyone. Bye.